three, two, one. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos and motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right. Welcome, everybody. It is Tuesday, November 1st. Happy November to you. This is the Mike Rutherford Show, coming to you on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know it better as the Big X. We are coming to you, as always, from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Visit business.louisville.edu for more information on how the UofL College of Business can better your life. Uh, here with Trevor Kelsey, as always. Three to six today. We want to hear from you on the Thornton Sex Line at 502-414-1450. Texting your thoughts, your questions, your comments, your concerns. Planning to get to once again today. Yesterday was loaded to the brim because of... A huge weekend where Louisville won a gigantic football game, probably his biggest win of the Scott Satterfield era, and then Louisville basketball did something that it hasn't done in over two decades in losing an exhibition game. So clearly there was a lot of reaction. We still have more reaction. We couldn't get to all the texts yesterday, uh, which is kind of par for the course on a, a loaded Monday. We'll try to get to as much from you today as we possibly can. We had Scott Satterfield talking to the media today. We have a, a movement Louisville football is trying to galvanize. They're trying to, to spearhead a movement that we'll talk about today, whether or not that's even possible. James Madison, their coach, uh, talked earlier today too. They've got, they're being very coy about their injuries. Is the quarterback going to play? Is he not going to play? Uh, he also is very complimentary of Louisville. We'll talk about all his comments. And also more from the fallout on the men's basketball side of things. Where do we go from here? The answer is Chaminade on Thursday. But how do we look on, uh, on uh, Thursday against Chaminade? We'll talk more about that. Also, Jeff Walls talked to the media today. Getting ready for the U of L women's basketball season. His first radio show is going to be tomorrow. You can hear that right on our sister station, 970 WGTK. Before we get into any of the topics of the day, though, my guy TK, how are you? How was your Monday night? Not bad. Not, it was. It was well. How was my Halloween? You mean? How's your Halloween? Yeah. Well, it was. It wasn't too bad yourself. It was good. It was. It was you, you, we enjoyed you, it. You, you ran out here pretty quick yesterday to get some trick or treating done. I had to get home. Uh, I mentioned it at the end of the show. I got the text from Mary who said. I said yesterday, Virginia just out of nowhere has become obsessed with the Nightmare Before Christmas. And she talked all weekend about how she wants to be Sally for Halloween. And we're like, honey, you know, we can't just make a Sally costume. It's late in the game. Maybe we can be Sally next year. And so her counter yesterday, she figured out she's got skeleton pajamas. She'd worn them the night before. Uh, her and John both have the same pajamas. And she's like, if I wear these skeleton pajamas, I'll be, she calls Jack Skellington, Jack the Skeleton. She's like, I'll be Jack the Skeleton. And... So Mary texts me and she's like, we may just have to let her wear her Halloween PJs. Which, so I get home. It's kind of annoying because, you know, we bought this Daisy Duck costume. Her and, and John are going to be Daisy and Donald. You know, you kind of plan it all out. And you're like, you know, these are, these are, you know, throwaway PJs that we've had for three years. It's not really a Halloween costume. And then you see how into it she is. 
and you're like, okay, it doesn't really matter. Like, let's just, that's fine. It's going to be okay. It's just like when you buy her the toy and she plays with the box. Exactly. But, you know, you see how happy the box it makes her, and you're like, okay, that's mm-hmm. all that matters. So she was quite literally, I think, the happiest human being I've ever seen in my life. Like, sprinting around. She puts the PJs on. She puts her skeleton uh, hair clip in that had been Mary's when she was a kid. And she's like, she's on cloud nine. She's sprinting around from house to house, just shouting, I'm Jack the Skeleton. I'm Jack the Skeleton for Halloween. I'm Jack the, like, nobody has any idea what she's talking about. She doesn't care. She's at that blissful age where, you know, you just kind of want to keep her there forever, where she just, you know, running around screaming, I'm Jack the Skeleton, having no idea that nobody around her has no clue what's going on. I've stayed that age. Yeah, that's pretty much you every day. Yeah. I've but heard. she's, she's again, I've never seen a person of any age in any situation as happy as she was for the first, like, 20 minutes that we were trick-or-treating. And then she gets a little bit tired. But she was, she was, she was great. And it makes it all worth it. She was uh, she was fantastic. It is crazy to see with kids how you can just watch their battery life drain. Because <laughs> she didn't take a nap yesterday, which we knew was going to be it was going to make for an early bedtime. And so we got out of the house. We finally went all of a sudden done. When I got home, got the kids ready to go, and you know we got ourselves ready to go, and then walked out. It was probably a little bit after six thirty. And so we're trying to get as much in before it gets real dark because, you know, the kids are still little. John's got an early bedtime. And the first 30 minutes, like I said, she's sprinting just house to house, candy, laughing, trick or treat. I'm Jack the Skeleton, like just like, going crazy. And then you can kind of see she's like, I'm Jack the Skeleton. I'm Jack, just like kind of kind of wearing out, being like. Watching that battery lowers, you're watching exactly. a video on your phone. It gets darker and darker, and she yeah. kind of, like the, the, the skip kind of gets out of her step. She still wants to keep going. She wants to go from house to house. She wants to see the decorations. But there's no longer just the, the unbridled enthusiasm that started the night. But they did they did pretty well, her and her, uh, my niece Audrey. They got a pretty good haul. It was the first year they really kind of like wanted to, understood it. And like, this is the kind of candy that we like. And we're going, this house I think has, has candy. This house doesn't. They, they really got it. And uh, it was fun. It was it was pretty cool. And then we got back, and she wanted to watch Nightmare Before Christmas again. Did you get back before it started raining? We did. Like we had the perfect window of an hour because when we left here, I'm, I'm sure you saw it too. Like it was. You could see it coming and looming in the in the but background. It was, it, it was pouring when I left. It was incredibly sunny, and it just like sheets of rain started coming mm-hmm. down when I was pulling out of the parking lot. And the biggest rainbow I've ever seen was going across the water. Did then. you see that too? I, saw, yeah. I could see it going. Just I went the other way up towards like Barstown Road, and I could see it. Yeah, it was crazy. It was cool. Mary actually got a really cool picture of it, like kind of right over our house. Um, so, but when we went out, we left from like about six thirty to seven thirty, and no rain during that period. And then, like nope. right when we decided to call it a night, because Virginia kind of wanted to stay out a little, little bit longer, and we're like, you know, it's it's getting late, it's very dark. You girls are getting tired. John's got to get ready for bed. Uh, let's just go ahead and you know, you're three. You don't need a gigantic bag full of candy. This is going to last you for a long time. And right when we got back, it started dumping rain again. And it, it rained for the next like two hours. And I felt bad for the, you know, there were still some people who I like, guess got a late start of the night. And um, yeah, it started coming down about nine o'clock. It was before that for us. Well, they t- it was like 745 and it rained pretty consistently from eight to nine. I, was, it's, I guess it may start spring because I, I got home about nine fifteen, nine twenty. And it was starting to come down really good. Uh, and I got home, and I walk in the house, and there's like, I mean, it looked like the candy bowl hadn't been touched. Really? And I was like, Mom, I was like, we, we didn't get any trick-or-treat. She's like, yeah, we got we got a decent amount. And I was like, well, I was kind of curious. I was like, well, I mean, there's no dent in the candy. She's like, well, I decided I thought it'd be better if we kept, kept the candy. And I just handed out all the fortune cookies we've collected from, from Halloween or, or from Chinese restaurants, quite the move. And I thought, oh God, we're gonna get we're gonna get egged. Yeah, I'm like I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk, I'm gonna I'm gonna open the door. My mom has reached a level of cheapness that has only been matched since the time when I was a teenager, 
and she used to race to the garbage cans to beat the hobos for cans. <laughs> I was like, this, 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 this. You guys are that house now. <laughs> We're that house now. We're going to be known as that. You're handing out like, that's one step short of just giving them a pizza coupon. Virginia got like Virginia got the uh, the sample crayons from First Watch from the I house mean, last yes. night. She did, and I was like, "Okay, you're that house. You're well gonna, done." You're start, I mean, we're we're by next next year. We're just gonna hand out the unopened cheap toys from uh, from uh, McDonald's Happy Meals that no one wanted. I was also fascinated She's how like, the kids were so happy to see them. I'm like, no, they weren't. I was fascinated <laughs> how the house got that many crayons from First Watch. Like, do you go there for brunch one day and just be like, "Hey, by the way." All those crayons that you give to kids to color on the placemats, can I get like fifty of those? Because I, th- she had a bowl full. I'd never heard of First Watch until they opened it. They, they, they. Uh, it took the old my old former RB stopping ground by Ballard. That's now First Watch. Yeah, multiple of them. Yeah, but I mean, don't give don't give crayons. It's Halloween. It's. Don't. I mean, that's not that's still better than a fortune cookie. I don't know. Not I, to I mention, like fortune cookies. How long we've had those fortune cookies? Now those this, are probably over a year old. So Halloween. So it goes well. We go home. We watch Little Nightmare Before Christmas. Kids go to sleep very quickly because they both were very tired. At like Mary's, we're getting ready for bed. Like the grown-ups are getting ready for bed now. At ten forty, knock on the door. It's this guy, and he is like he's got all the signs. This man's high as hell. He's red eyes, smells of it, and he's like, "Hey, he's like, hey man, do you guys have any candy left? Uh, I've got my, my my daughter. It's her first Halloween." And I, I was like. At first, I'm like, no. I'm like, get this man out of my house. And I probably should have just been like, no, leave. And then, like, I felt bad. And I'm like, I think we may have a little bit. Le- I told me- you I was sorry. I was like, let me I, let me see if I can find a couple, like, like pieces. You know, it's your daughter's first Halloween. I'm thinking, like, he's got a – I'm thinking this is, like, a single dad. He kind of forgot about Halloween. And he's got, like, a six-, seven-year-old kid <laughs> that he's watching for the weekend. And now he's just, like, trying to make up for it with a very late – like, any any house that has a light on – I'm going to see if they have some candy, try to save the day. What's your kid's costume? He's a Chipotle bag. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. So he goes back to his – he's got – the truck is parked in front of our yard. And, like, he brings out this, I don't know, six-month-old baby dressed as a lamb. <laughs> and then a woman pops out of the car, and she's got this – she's got her phone on, and she's recording the whole way up. And I'm like, I hate to, like, think the worst in anybody – but it's 1045 at night. You got a six-month-old baby. I'm like, are they casing my house? Are they about to abduct me? Like, what, what is going on? Like, this doesn't seem right. And I'm, I'm very wary of the situation. So I'm, like, holding the candy out. The woman's, like, recording. If she has footage of this, you're going to see me, like, not wanting to leave my door frame and, like, reaching out and just being like, here, just take these five, take five Reese's and get out of my face. But I was like, what's going on? Well, like, no, it's, it's a simple explanation. They, they were just, they were hanging out, probably maybe watching some movie, getting a little... Get a little tipsy, you know, with the with the devil's lettuce, and then realized, oh crap, it's like ten o'clock. We probably should take the little one out. I mean, you don't need to be taking a six month old out at eleven p.m. for any reason. Maybe the maybe the baby took a late nap, and they were like, maybe had no idea what was going on. And like that was my whole thing was like, if you're trying to make make her first Halloween memorable, she's not going to remember this. And no, like the candy is clearly not like this baby's not going to munch into this take five when she gets home. Like, no, this, but they can show him the footage later on. I guess. You, I mean, we didn't even take Virginia her first uh, Halloween because it was COVID, and you know, we we're like, you know, well, you had a reason. But if it wasn't it was COVID, COVID, you might have gone out. Maybe, but like even then, like we maybe dressed not up eleven and we're, o'clock. Yeah, we're <laughs> like we're probably not. Yeah, you know, she's not going to remember this. She's like nine months old. Well, she's probably not remember a lot of. The, this dude, even this Halloween maybe. But yeah, but so. she can at least experience it when you're yeah. when you can't walk, you can't really trick her. And when she couldn't eat any of the candy when she was not even a year old, so like this, I, I don't know. Like the whole thing just felt very weird. I was like, Did what? you see them go to another house? I watched them. They okay. went to the end of our street, and there's one of those houses on at the very end of our street had their lights on, and they went up and knocked. The guy went up and knocked the same thing, 
and then came back to the car. I'm assuming that they were like either didn't answer the door or just said, "What are you doing?" Because I know they, I know that house. They have two small children as well. Uh, I was like, it just, it was very like something weird happens every Halloween. This was the weird thing that happened. I'm glad you gave him candy. I'm glad you didn't. You I gave him like five pieces because I was like, well, cause yeah. I, again, like I thought it was gonna be like a seven year old girl walking up to my door. Well, if it was who a was pissed girl, off? The girl probably would have walked up to the door. But I thought like dad was like just like maybe the girl was like pissed off that she missed Halloween and she's staying in the car and he didn't want to like he didn't want to keep going door to door if nobody was going to answer. So he was gonna make sure that somebody was there and then get the girl out of the car to come up and say trick or treat. But no, he comes out with a six month old baby and I was like, okay, well, maybe they both worked and they. Get off to like eight or nine. Maybe I don't know what it was, but it I was mean, it was very strange. This man was. was I'm that? glad at least you gave him. I, 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 I you know, and, and props to them for not for not falling to the 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 norm the norm of having to stop trick or treating at like eight o'clock now. Because back back when we was kid, we trick or treat till 10, 10 or eleven. Again, they had a six month old child, Trevor. This is not not props <laughs> to them for trick or treating at ten forty five and then at night oh, with a six month old. Kid doesn't know what time it is. There also were like and this is a growing thing in my neighborhood. There were kids that I I were clearly, I, I think my age, trick-or-treating. They're like, had to have been no younger than 17, 18. Okay, and if you're if you're 18 and you're trick-or-treating, you're probably out looking to snatch bags. I get, I mean, does anybody even do that anymore? This isn't 1993. I feel like that was no, an old it's, thing. It's... <laughs> These kids, were, they were just, they had like very scary costumes, like walking, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, this is. I mean, that is scary enough that they're 18-year-olds are running out there trick-or-treating, I mean. It was very weird. There were some people. That, that one. Full, if you have full facial hair, you should not be trick-or-treating. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. So I had to shave before I went out last night? <laughs> yeah, if you trick-or-treated, I would have been upset with you last night. What'd you do if I'd shut up at your house with a, with a bag and have trick or treat? Yeah, what are you you would have fit right in with this crew. If you'd been, <laughs> if you'd been with these, I mean, every single person in this crew could have kicked my ass. They all were like like six three. They all were like your size. These were huge <laughs> human beings, and they were trick or treating. So this one, did you give them candy? Well, we were out, so we had a, we we left a little. When we were trick or treating, we left a bowl of candy on our front porch. Oh, I got you. And gotcha. so they were like, <laughs> it was like my tiny daughter. Like running up at the same time as these just gigantic either man children or full grown adults uh, trick or treating at the same time. It's like, been like Lenny from Mice and Men. I mean, I guess. Like you, again, you <laughs> want to think the best, but these were these were very large people. I mean, maybe they were just stoned and wanted some candy. I maybe, mean, uh, but it was it was a good night. We went past them. I mean, we enjoyed ourselves, and then so this morning I went to Jaggers. You went to back to Jaggers? I did. They gave me a candy, too. It's like I got candy from both places I went to get food yesterday. I saw Arby's gave you a Twix yesterday. Yeah, and, and Jaggers gave me a Kit Kat. Damn. Best of both worlds. Hey, I went to Jaggers last night. I should, I was just now remembered. I went late because we had no food for, for dinner. I didn't get a, I didn't get any candy. <laughs> what time did you go? What time were you there? It was late. It was like 8.45, 9. I was there at like 9, 9, 15. Well, I man. might just missed you. Now I feel even worse. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we... So this morning... But they did give me a diet drink, and I don't know if that was just on purpose mm. or. This morning, kids aren't feeling; they've been feeling bad for a while again. I mean, everybody's sick in the city, but they've been digging at their ears. So we just wanted to make sure they didn't have another ear infection because last time they both had ear infections. Virginia busted out. I don't think I even talked about this. Virginia busted out in like a full rash of just like full blown hives all over her body for a solid week. Uh, reaction to the hives. amoxicillin, it was terrible. Uh, but she she like never didn't bother. She was like she just looked terrible. Um, so we were like, you know, what do we do now? Do we, can't get amoxicillin, but we went to the doctor. All clear there. They're like, you know, just, just everybody's sick. Everybody's got a bug. And so we remembered like the toys, the Halloween stuff is going to be discounted down. It's November first, like thirty percent off, fifty percent off. So we stopped by the Walgreens, picked up the two inflatables, Jack Skellington and uh, Sally, for thirty percent off. 
from Walgreens, Hero, Virginia's played with them all day. They've been up in our front. She's like, let's put them up in the yard. I'm like, let's not, we're about to take all these decorations down. Let's just put them up in the family room. So she's played with that. Made the day better. That was awesome. But uh, props to November 1st and the markdowns. This yeah. Be, candy markdowns, toy markdowns. I'll probably stop day. at Walgreens on the way home, pick me up some Reese's Cubs and Kit Kats and stuff at half price. You got to. It's a perfect move. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't I? Did you have any, hand out any candy, or was it just your mom doing the four? Just mom, because by the time I got home, it was about 9. A little bit after, like I said, I stopped at Jaggers about 9, 9, 9.15 and went home. So it was, and it was coming, it was starting to come down hard when I got home. And they actually, they closed off some of our roads in my neighborhood. To avoid people driving on the streets, which I don't understand why, because last few years we've had like half a dozen trick or treaters total. I wish they, I wish they would do it on our. Street. I mean, and and so when I'm pulling in, like they had, they still had it blocked off for some reason. So I had to drive through so much tree lawn to get around these little like barriers because I'm like I'm going to my house. I'm not gonna like park here and walk. Yeah, it's raining on top of it, and there's no one out, and uh, so that. But I mean, but she said I think I, I can't remember. I asked her. She said she handed out maybe. You know, eight or nine of those, the fortune cookies. So we didn't have even that many trick or treaters to begin with. We 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 had there's a bunch, um, and I kind of wish that they closed the roads down, but that's fine. Uh, I did like last night that FX does the the marathon of the old Treehouse of Horror Simpsons episodes. Like they they've done them all the originals. The month. Yeah. yeah, I actually record because my favorite one is well, the one that, that mocks The Shining. The, yeah, the shinning, it's the shinning. Yes, yeah. yeah. I think that's Treehouse four, three or four. I think it's yeah, because I've watched that one. Yeah, and I, that, I think it's five. That, oh, maybe you might be right. It's in that early area. Because I had we grew up, we had them all like recorded on the VHS, and yeah. I wa- I would watch them all the time. And yeah. I, it had probably been 15, 20 years since I'd watched one, and it was amazing how you know you just remember stuff when you were a kid, it just stays lodged in your brain. And when I started watching that one, and then the I think it's six that has the devil and Homer Simpson where he sells his soul for the which donut, which we've brought up on the show like, before. I remember like every line; it all just came back to me because I watched it so much as a kid. We brought it. Who's the jury again? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's Lizzie uh, Borden. Lizzie Borden. Borden. The seventy-four flyers. The seventy-four flyers front line. Yeah. Um, the Blackbeard, the pirate. Yeah, and there's somebody else too, isn't there? John Dillinger, I think, is, <laughs> I is think in it there. Is. Yeah, yeah. And then there's Richard Nixon. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> I did something for you. Okay, <laughs> that one in in the shitting might be too. The, the, I mean, granted, I don't watch. I'm watching the probably past like season six or seven. Uh, yeah, anyway, I haven't watched any of the new ones. But those two are still by far the best. To it me. was great. I mean, it was just it was a nice little dose of nostalgia there before I went to sleep. Well, actually, before the <laughs> the trick or treaters came at ten forty five at night. Uh, but that was it, it was nice. It was did a nice thing to to fall asleep to. Not watch a little Monday night football last night. I watched none of the game. I saw that. I was, it was. I mean, it was a blowout, but it was still. I mean, I had so much on the line for fantasy reasons. I watched it probably from start to finish. I saw the score, and that was better. I knew, I knew Troy was going to be happy. Now we've had a crazy day in the NFL with all these trades going on. Yeah, your lines included. I mean, can we not trade? I, I guess I think at least they waited until after the second game against the Vikings. I guess. I mean, and that's not to mention this is the second time they've dealt with the Vikings. That was who they they made the move with on a draft day when they moved up to to twelfth pick to get Jameson Williams. That was the Vikings team they moved. Maybe with. they don't have anybody else's number. They're just they're afraid, I mean, they're afraid to call anybody else. They found their comfort zone and it's dealing with the Vikings. I mean, I don't know what it is with the Minnesota. I have not seen Cream Hunt. It still has not been moved, correct? Correct. As far as I know, I saw Chubb went to Miami for a bundle of stuff. And was there another trade I'm forgetting today other than Hawkinson? And, and, and It's insane that because growing up, you never saw trades in the NFL on trade deadline day. Or going into the season nonetheless. Like, even up to the trade deadline. In the last few years, it just it's become... I mean, not to like levels of like NBA and MLB, but you're seeing movement. Like yeah. when I mean, when I was a kid, you, 
in-season trades were just unheard of. It's I mean, now you've got – who else has gone today? Jeff Wilson, the running back from the 49ers, has gone to Miami. Oh, he, had, he was involved in that trade? Yes. Or he was another trade, I guess. Yeah. You had Chase Claypool going to the Bears. Oh, that's – yeah, that's the one I forgot. Yeah. Somebody else. I mean, there's been another one. Who's the other big one? The, we mentioned, I mean, we talked uh, about Bradley Chubb. Yeah, yeah, he went to the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. that's the, the that was for uh, Raheem Mostert in the San Francisco first rounder. Pretty wild, which was uh, a lot. Yeah, the Hawkinson was, of course, he's on he's on the, his fifth year contract, so he's a free agent of the year anyway. I, and then apparently there might be more. Like Brandon Cooks wasn't at practice we've, today. We've got thirty minutes, and we've got Cooks, and we've got Kareem Hunt's name still out there. The two big names, Eagles and Dolphins, have both been linked for Kareem Hunt. Falcons have just traded Calvin Ridley to the Jaguars. Did they really? Apparently, just happened. I mean, that was that was that should have been inevitable. He's suspended for the rest of the year anyway. Yeah, there are conditions to the trade apparently, according to Ian Rapport. But wild day in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, it's just Lions just trade everybody at this point. Who cares? I mean, why, why? get rid of Swift? Why not? <laughs> Well, he's you still got like two years left in his deal. I don't care. Just trade everybody. <laughs> Golf gone. I bet Hutchinson. Get rid of him. If you could get rid of Golf, I think you would. <sighs> it's a sad day to be a Lions fan, as every day is. Uh, it's a dead decade. <laughs> yeah, sad decade. Sad, sad lifetime to be a Lions fan. Last time the Eagles pulled off a running back trade in the deadline was the Super Bowl year when they picked up Jay Adai. Yeah. So well. maybe pick up Cream Hunt here for. I'd give up a fourth rounder for Cream Hunt. Um, I say, let's take a break. When we come back, I want to react to some of the things that Scott Satterfield said during his press conference today. He had a couple of interesting notes, uh, a couple of injury updates, and then the plea that I think Louisville, not just football coaches and players are making, but now administrators are making to the fan base. I will talk a little bit about that. And then take your text at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. It's going to continue next here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Like emo Trevor Tuesday. That was happening today. That was a meat puppet. <laughs> Nirvana loved the meat puppet. There you go. Look back in. And yeah, it's kind of it is a '90s kind of feel. A little, little '90s emo. I was like, you know what? I'm kind of in a I, the weather. It's got you down. Well, seasonal, this song, depression. They came across the song somehow, and I was listening to it, and I was like, I remember this song. I remember this song in forever. He's not like meat puppets. Like early meat puppets, like '80s meat puppets. And then uh, I was like, I don't know. I started going down a, the rabbit hole of like remembering some '90s stuff. There you go. It's a, you know, it's gloomy. It's November. Weather's you know still a little bit wet out there. It's just, you know, he's easing his feelings. It's a post Halloween, you conformists. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton text. I will take some texts uh, here before we get to the Scott Satterfield press conference. Texts just say, I like that we started off with. All right, let's get this IRP decision. Yeah, of course. Every day. Any word yet? No. IRP update of the day. <laughs> no word. 
Texas trick-or-treating starts when it's dark, not daylight. Uh, not in the last 30 years, say, I don't think, or so. Everybody everywhere would disagree with you there. I mean, it was... I mean, don't get me wrong, that was when trick-or-treating was actually cool and fun, but now it's... We always went on the light and then went into the dark. That's that. I don't know. I remember really starting out in the light. Oh, I always I always remember it starting off being light and then getting dark. I mean, our street was, was packed with kids. Like, when I was driving home, uh, starting at about 6 o'clock, and I, there were definitely way more people out there when it was light than when it was dark. I mean, I always do remember going through the dark. Like, it would be sometimes 10, 11, sometimes even 11, 30 by the time I'd get home. Yeah, we never did that. No, we were always like, now, I was, my neighborhood's connected to, like, Langdon Place, Plantation, Dove Creek. Like, there's multiple neighborhoods, like, we would just roam through that we're all connected to. Where I, and Briarwood, Briarwood, yada, yada. So, I mean, but yeah, I just, yeah. I mean, it's it's gotten earlier and earlier, but, you know, what can I say? That's what happens when you kids are being raised in generation this generation <laughs> i mean hey i'm just saying you're saying something that every generation before you has said about the past the new generation soft if, yeah every generation thinks the other generation is soft texas i'm thinking they were in an altered state of mind and kind of panicked that they missed their kids first halloween even though if they weren't high they'd realize halloween isn't some big landmark event i've been there where i panic about missing something that isn't a big deal maybe I think it's was I think it's more the it's either A they they had to work and they got home both late. B they decided not to do anything about it. And and at the last minute the the maybe the wife one of them was like, "You know what? Maybe we should have taken them." And the other one's like, "You know what? Grab a freaking kid. Let's go." And, and, and some, they both they both were weird. It was they, yeah. they had a very weird vibe to them. Texas was the guy dressed in a costume that looked like Tyrone from Chappelle's show. He might have been in character. <laughs> he was not. Neither one were in costume. It's peanut butter and crack. Texas, Roush, when are we starting the revolt against JMI? Let's ride. Let's <laughs> say what now? I have no idea. Texas, Roush with JMI? Yeah, I guess Roush hates JMI. Texas, isn't it sad how trick-or-treating has gotten now in this day and age? I feel like when I went trick-or-treating as a kid, it was absolutely bonkers. It was the ultimate free-for-all. Now I feel like no one participates anymore. Just so lame now, and I'm curious as to why it's not like it used to be. Here's the I, I think it was always – I don't think that much has changed. I think we have nostalgia in our minds. I think it, it clouds your, your judgment. I think you remember trick-or-treating probably differently than it actually was, um, and it's kind of the same. That and the generation. That, that and, the, and the generational <laughs> gap, of course. It's all, it's all participation trophies, man. That's Ruined right. Everything. This damn culture. These kids <laughs> demanding their participation trophies from adults. <laughs> Texas, what's Mike's and TK's favorite candy? Free. Uh, I'm, if I had to actually pick something, I mean, Kit Kats probably. I know it's kind of Kit Kats are good. No, Kit Kats are good. But, yeah. I'm going to hate you for Kit Kats. I mean, it's that Reese's Cups obviously right up there. I like Whoppers. Kind of an underrated R1. You and John Ramsey. John Ramsey, big Whopper love, guy. Love your Whoppers. I don't. I, the, the problem with Whoppers, though, is that they are a little harder than I'd want it to be, but I love malt. Like, I'll get malts all the time at, like, Dairy Queen. Okay. I'm a big malt guy. Big big malt guy. It's the 50s in me. It's the, it's, it's the prior generation. I want, want, the prior generation. I want to go back to the malt shop. Just wants to go back to the, the days of malt and trick-or-treating until 11 p.m. Now, if I was going to pick an underrated one I do enjoy, is also Almond Joys. You and Eric Wood. Eric Wood took a lot of heat last night for saying that. I mean, I'm a big Almond Joy guy. What about you? Uh, I don't there, like coconut. You don't, you don't like coconut? No. Well, not just Almond Joy, but or Mounds, apparently, then. Yeah. But what like what, what would be one of the kids? I mean, everybody can say Reese's Cupcake, Cat Snakers. Those are... There's got, but like, like I said, with my Whopper almond, what's one of the under radar Rutherfords? Man, see, I don't, I don't think I have like an under the radar. Not that it would be under the radar, really, but you know what I mean. 
I mean, less popular obviousness. Like I like when people give jelly bellies. I'm a big jelly bean guy. Okay. Yeah. Those Gum, are, gummies and gummy bears in some way. Maybe? Gummy bears, delicious. Skills, yeah. skills are not underrated by any stretch, but no. Enjoy those. They're um, probably up there though with the big, big. I group. like the little, the chewy now and later's too. I think those are good. Okay. I'm a, I'm now and later's is now that that's more in the area I was looking for. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Scott Satterfield talked to the media today to preview James Madison. Also talk a little bit about the Wake Forest win. More from Saturday. If I was Scott Satterfield, I'd be having like. Four, five press conferences this week. Just like, let's talk about Wake more. Let's <laughs> media availability. I'd be coming on this show. Media availability for everybody. Just come on every day. Still waiting for that autographed body of bottle of uh, Angel's Envy there, Scott. Like, bring it, bring it by. Whenever you want to. This week, this week's the day to make it happen. Bring Brian Brown with you. We'll talk about the defense. Uh, well, let's, 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 let's talk about your D. Slow down a second. <laughs> bring the D. Uh, but Satterfield reiterated, I think, just how much winning that game meant to the entire program. How it felt good coming out in the second half, creating turnovers, all that good stuff. He gave credit to the defense. He got asked straight up at one point, which I think this is the question that we've been asking, that every Louisville fan has been asking, you know, what's changed with the defense? Because four weeks ago, you had a couple rough games. You know, good games against UCF, a good game against uh, South Florida, but against Boston College and Florida State, looked pretty woeful. wasn't that long that the defense was totally under fire, and now they've for the last three weeks, played like one of the best defenses in the country. What happened? And here's the answer that Satterfield gave, which I would have loved for him to just be like, again, it was me, Austin. It was me all along. Like, I'm doing this. Get Like, nobody else. I've taken over. That's your answer. But no, he wasn't going to do that. He said, Brian that Brown. That would get him an extension from me. <laughs> he should, just right now. He said, Brian Brown and all those guys, Ivy, they've done a tremendous job of continuing to find uh, ways to get the right people in the right places on defense. I think that's been big. You think about the secondary in particular, you think about what some of those guys have done and how we've rotated some of those guys around the secondary, moving Clark to the inside a little bit, covering a number two receiver now, that puts Quincy Riley on the outside. You've got Brownlee in there and MJ Griffin at the safety. There are a lot of things that we've tweaked a little bit on defense that have really helped us. I think that our staff has done a great job with that, and then our players have really found their roles of what they do and what they do well. That's really helped us out on defense. So hopefully we can continue to do what we've been doing on that side of the ball and continue to pressure these offenses because it's creating turnovers and therefore winning football games. That is a big, long, nothing answer that I kind of enjoyed. I think it's – I don't know if it's him – Promote McGriff? Is that what I heard? I don't think that's what he said. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if it's him just like not wanting to give away what they're doing so effectively or just him kind of like not, you know, not having a definitive answer. But those all like the the only thing that he, really insight that he gave us was the changes in the secondary, like not having Keechel Clark on everybody's number one receiver, moving him inside and having him cover number two receivers, moving Brownlee on the outside, or Quincy Riley on the outside, moving the safeties around. MJ Griffin obviously had not played a whole lot until the Virginia game. Wasn't that's that, all the only really insightful part of that answer? Wasn't that some a Brown quote in Week One after the Syracuse yeah. game about Clark being on? Said he wanted to play Clark uh, inside. Yeah. And that was the one where we're like, is he kind of throwing somebody under the bus on this? I Here's mean, the deal: Brian Brown knew what he was doing this whole time. Maybe, so, so it wasn't so it wasn't Brown just being the total. Should we fire Wes McGriff? It was it was someone else holding Brown back this whole time. Get the crime dog out of here. Who's we, been holding him? Mean, but who's holding him back the last three years? Sat. <laughs> he's just let him, now. He's taking the reins off. I mean, did he just like wake up from a? A bud coma or something? And be like, oh crap! I don't know what's happened. I mean, <laughs> I still couldn't tell you exactly what's happened. I, I, I think it's the best answer I can give. And Keith Wynn has talked about this this week. Is the defense was never as bad as I think the stats made it look, or as the fans reacted to. 
they oh like, now you don't want me to believe in stats. <laughs> well, I mean that's what he's saying. He, he's saying boy, if you actually look at the numbers closer, it all was just a handful of big plays, and that was it. Like they, they were really solid for ninety percent of games. Those big plays just overshadowed the entire body of work, which w- was pretty good. And when they were really good early in the season, they were lights out. I mean, they held UCF, which now that UCF win looks better and better in hindsight. It's a top 25 team that they held to 14 points and didn't let them do anything really on offense after the first quarter. Uh, South Florida has put up points on pretty much everybody else to a, a degree. We held them to three. They really couldn't run the ball at all on us. And now the last three weeks, we've been lights out against more quality opponents, uh, more quality offenses. So maybe it's as simple as that. I, I think there were some tweaks made, but maybe it's just – They've cut down on a couple of those those handful of big plays that just got them killed early in the season. To do what they did against Wake Forest, I think that's when you stop saying that this is a fluke. You can kind of write it off when it's done against uh, you know, Virginia. I, I, I'd like to see you. But Wake it. Forest is a dime. They, they put up points on everybody. And we yeah. basically held them to 14 and turned them over eight times. But you can't, I mean, but like you said, Virginia and, and uh, who am I brain farting before Wake Forest? Virginia and Pitt. Uh, Pitt. You, you can, you can. Write those off as bad offenses too. Eh, not Pitt as much as as, as mm. Virginia. They had the number one. I mean, they had the number one running back in America. True, he's just still running for hundred yards on us, but no. below his average. That is true. Well, that when you're averaging like two hundred yards a game, it's kind of well. That was all purpose yards. One eighty six. Yeah. We still had him below that and held the team at Temple. And his yards, despite being there, were were not effective. No, I mean he had a couple of, of nice runs, but Louisville did a really good. I mean, they held him to ten points. They did a really good job on everybody in that game, and they've done a really good job now for, I mean, what. Three straight weeks. And that's why they rank in the top 20 in so many different defensive stats. Why they're number one in sacks, number two in tackles for loss, number two in interceptions, number one in turnovers for us. If Satterfield's willing to keep his friend this this long, he's willing to do his job for him and and give him the credit, I think. Well, I think he deserves the credit. I think he's defensive coordinator, so I don't think he's just. But no, Satterfield's a defensive coordinator. I don't now. think he's just throwing in the boat. No, he's just the, the Browns is kind of there, just collecting a paycheck right now. Now, Lou and non conspiracy. Now, 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 now he's like UK football players at, at, at down at the dock. I do he's love just, that he's, they're just collecting checks and not even doing the work. I do love that that has only continued to grow because I mentioned it as a joke, obviously three weeks ago. That was the rumor that was out there that you know, Satterfield's been calling the defense the last couple of weeks. And yeah, you know, that became the Scott's D thing. I don't think anybody really believed it, but now there are people who genuinely out there are saying because it's true. Satterfield's running the defense clearly. It's like no, like nothing has really changed uh, besides Sat like helping out a little bit. I think is is what's happened. And they no, made Brian, Brian's get him coffee sometimes and, and might, might <laughs> get some copies done for him. Scott's D. He's dropping. He's dropping off the playbook to the players. This is all about Scott's D. Um, Scotty, the, 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 the Scott's D is is is. is you don't want to. You don't want to be on the tracks when you see it coming down. All over the place. You can't avoid it. No, it's coming. Um, oh boy, James Madison. I just. I sorry. I was distracted by this. They just revealed they're wearing their purple uniforms on Saturday for the Louisville game. Purple under the lights. Hmm. Okay. Go for it, Kirk Signetti. I don't know why I wouldn't have. I don't. I didn't even know James Madison's colors. I didn't know purple was one of them for some reason. Satterfield got asked about the, the I game. I guess I said like blue was one of their colors. Awesome, Trev. Satterfield got asked about the game and who scheduled it and all this stuff, and he was like, I don't know who scheduled it. It wasn't me. Do you want to tell him who scheduled it? Same guy that gave, kept you your job, Scott. Well, then he shouldn't be mad no, at Don't him. be mad at him because he made <laughs> one of his bad decisions affected you for once. Satterfield also got asked about injuries. Luke Kandra, the offensive lineman, is still going to be out this week. He did say that he's progressing well, um, doing great. Came out of that game. Uh, we 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 came out of that game collectively as a team against Wake Forest with some dings, but it seems like everybody's healthy and good to go. Tyon Evans is still a little bit 
under the under 100%, but he's working his way back. He should be good to go for this weekend. Um, I also talked about Michael Gonzalez playing him in a variety of roles with with so many guys getting hurt on the offensive line uh, from week to week basis. But that was it was nice to hear that there's nobody else because we were so dinged up for a long stretch in the middle of the season. It's nice to know that we're going into the stretch of the last four weeks of the season with near 100% health because we're going to need it. It'd be nice to have a chance to rest these guys in the second half of a bye game to start November. But again, we're not going to have that happen because James Madison is uh, is probably going to make us play deep into that into the fourth quarter, which I think we should expect at this point. By the way, Cards are now a seven and a half point favorite. That line opened at ten and a half. Early money came pouring in on the Dukes. It's now down to seven and a half, where it stayed for the last forty-eight hours or so. Does that make you nervous at all? No, because the way the lines have moved the last few weeks have been towards us. We haven't understood it. We've been a little bit concerned, and it's turned out to be like prophetic because I mean, we've wound up winning all those games. And now this one, this is the first time where it's moving the opposite direction. Do I continue my streak of betting against Louisville? I kind of think you have to. I mean, I should just. I mean, I, I mean, I'll fall in the sword. Don't get me wrong. I'll pay for a win. I mean, it's my, it's my, it's like. Well, how many weeks in a row have you bet against Louisville? How many games have we played? Well, you picked against us against Virginia for sure. Yeah, and Pitt. And Pitt. And this past weekend. Yeah, every game. So that's during the winning streak, you've picked against us every game. Yeah. I, I kind of think you have to now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I might, I might just do it. Yeah. You also have picked against us on the show. I picked us to beat Virginia. I picked us to lose and the I last pick, two. Weeks. I bet again. I bet. I put money on it. I mean,. I mean, this is like my this is like my version of like giving nil rights to somebody. I sort of feel like you're invested at this <laughs> I'm point. Until yeah. we lose, you have to keep doing this. I mean, for the most part, I've kept my head somewhat over five hundred. How much are you willing to give to ensure the success of the little football program? I mean, I, I got I got her books on on James Madison this Saturday. And I was talking about something else. I think that Satterfield. By the way, JMI apparently is a company that's dealing with Kentucky now. Well, yeah, it's the it's the media yeah, company, and they're not people are not happy with it. I don't know why. I mean, I know who JMI is. I just don't know what, why they're not happy. Does not have gender job, apparently? Oh, okay. <laughs> you, could, you could relate to that. Thank right? you for that. <laughs> Satterfield today, for the second straight week, talked about wanting to get Cardinal Stadium full. And I've noticed in the last 24 hours or so, there's been a concerted effort amongst players, coaches, a certain portion of the fan base, and now Josh Hurd, to come out and say, like, Josh Hart tweeted out straightforward today. The team's doing their job now. It's time for you guys to do yours. Let's pack Cardinal Stadium. Let's give this crowd, let's give this this team a crowd they can be proud of. They had a flash sale today for $8 tickets because that's been part of the, I think, a, a lot of the response from the fan base when people have asked, you know, why are there only 39,000 in the stands for a top 10 game last week when the weather's perfect? Why was there only 41,000 for a homecoming night game against Pitt the week before? A lot of fans have responded by saying it's expensive to go to games. We've got kids. We have all this stuff going on. And so UofL saying, okay, here are tickets for the same price as the local high school games this weekend. That's no longer an excuse. $8 tickets. Now, granted, they're all in the the flight deck or the Adidas. Could we get a no-stripe game, potentially, with these $8 tickets? Could these $8 tickets lead to a one-stripe game? I don't know. We'll find out on Saturday night. But I still think it's $8 a ticket now. I think it's like, depends on where you're going. But some are 5 some are 10 I, like, yeah, I thought it was like 5 yeah. yeah, it's a little bit up. But you haven't been in like 20 years. And that's what I was, that's what I was kind of like, wait a minute. High school games are kind of expensive. Inflation. I mean, what Biden. Is What's it going to be stuck Damn at the point Biden. where I'm going to a Trinity game is like $20? I'm like, what? I think it's like 10 or 15 <laughs> Damn it, bud. Um, That's what I left with that entire statement from you. Like, I, I was I'm not surprised. <laughs> I, I think 
we've had the attendance discussion a million times, like every radio show in the city. I get why the coaches and why Josh and why UofL administrators are doing this. You don't want to, th- to think of this as a lost cause. 39,000 is low for a game like last week's, where the weather was perfect, it was the middle of the day, the team had won two in a row, and you had a top-10 team that was be- seemed beatable coming to your home field. 39,000 for that type of environment is lower than it would have been at any other point in the last 20 years, I'd say. How do you counter that? And I don't blame Josh and everybody for trying, but I think we're at a point where it's just not going to happen. Like, like I, I mean, well, why don't we, we we focus more? I mean, the price thing is good, but why don't we focus on giveaways? I mean, I think I mean, everybody wants something. Like the first, you know, ten thousand people get a get something. I mean, we. I mean, I, I mean, go the minor league baseball route. I, you know, I know the end of the bat season when they were down in Gwinnett. You can't really do that. The first on the fly, weekend though. they were giving away uh, replica World Series rings. Right, and that that stuff in minor league. I mean, they plan that out before the season. Like they have that plan month to month. You can't just kind of have something like that five days before a kickoff. No, but you can come up with like something. I don't give away some some whatever they're overstocked in the go cards store with. I mean, give away some shirts or sweatshirts or something. I don't know. How I mean, many like, like excess shirts do you think they have? They don't have 10,000 of anything. <laughs> they have to. They can't be selling that much for that. <laughs> I, I don't think that that's the solution there. I don't think there is a solution, to be quite frank. And, and I've said this before. I, I think you can get, like if Louisville were playing... If Louisville were to win out this season, let's say dream scenario, they go nine and three, and then next year they start the season preseason top twenty five. They win a bunch of games early. They have whoever their first big time opponent is next year. Let's say Clemson comes to town early October. I think then you're getting like fifty four, fifty five thousand people at Cardinal Stadium. I still don't think it's going to sell out. Like I, I think that we've moved past that. Like, and it, it's not just a local problem. Attendance is a hard thing to come by across the country right now. I think you had for a myriad of reasons. I mean, there's the old everybody says, you know, well. People found out that it's easier to watch games at home. I know that's a generic response, but I do think that's, that that is the case. And I think a lot of people who didn't find that out in 2016, 2017, 2018, around that era, they found it out during COVID when they couldn't go to games. And they were like, okay, well, this is a lot more convenient. I, I can watch the game. I can have friends over. I can keep my the rest of my day available. And also, I don't really want to like dedicate myself if – I don't feel like the product on the field is up to my own personal standards. And I think you're seeing a lot of people that have done that with Satterfield the last couple of years. Now, will that change with the team playing better? Maybe, but I don't think it's going to change. I don't think we're ever going to get back to, honestly, pre-pandemic crowds with men's basketball or football. I don't think we're ever going to get back there. I think that those are going to become a thing of the past. I think you'll have a few. We're a big event town. I think that you'll have a few like big-time event games where – it kind of feels like that for at least a day. If you do have that dream scenario where you're undefeated and you're hosting a, an undefeated Clemson team that's ranked in the top 10, like you'll have a great crowd for that. Tailgating will feel like it did back in the heyday of the Charlie Strong era. But I don't think it's ever going to get there consistently again. And I think the same is true with men's basketball. I think the times have just changed, and there's only so much you can do. Now, should it be better than 39, I think course? basketball will be a little bit more when the team gets a little bit back to where we expect them to be. I don't, man. But the, the numbers have been way But football, down. I mean, football, so you're also just comparing the sizes, too. I mean, you're talking about a football that to, to sell out, you're talking, what, 60,000? Well, push. I'm not saying sell out. I'm saying just getting back to the pre-pandemic yeah. numbers. I mean, they kind of lost me when they told me I couldn't smoke in an outdoor stadium anymore, which I'll let that sink in how stupid that rule is. And you're outdoors, for God's sakes. But, no, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. I mean, you're it's, it's a mix of a lot of things, and... and 
being better is obviously going to help, but it's never going. I mean, I think I think I would like to think that we'd have we'll have a, a sellout at some point again in Papa John's State or Cardinal Stadium. I'd like to think so. I think it's going to be. I don't know when or how long it would be, but I like to think maybe one day we'll have another one. Here's the thing, though. The reality is the amount of like actual sellouts we've had with both Ben's basketball and football is very, very small. Like, well, basketball's been more, I mean. But in, re- in reality, like announced sellouts. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, the reality is, like, yeah. even for, I mean, I've been told this for years by people at UFO, like, even, like, for UK games, like, the reality is. There's never been a since the Yum Center opened like game where like every single available seat has had a well, ticket that's been scanned yeah. or close to it. Like because they count the the sell tickets as, as as you being there and yeah, it's yeah. I think that's the way that it is, and I think that's the way it's going to be for a while. I think mean, basketball is it's it, we're not it, alone in that. That's every sport everywhere pretty much. Our fall has been more precipitous than than most in men's basketball, and I, I do think that's directly correlated to the teams not being good and also scandal fatigue. I think it's played a, a huge role in that. But I think when things get straightened out, when, whenever the NCAA stuff ends, whenever we get back to winning at a high level, I still don't think that you're going to get back to just you know twenty thousand every game because that was the well, that was the norm for a long time. I think we're stuck. We're going to be stuck in this kind of you know competing with these teams that are fourth, fifth, sixth in attendance every year. I think that's the way it's going to be. I think I people have changed. I say our our fall is. I would actually, if you want to talk about falling, I would go that to Kentucky more than us. This is a team that has still been competitive, still good, and they had to deduct their arena just to, to still not sell out. They did, but their numbers have stayed closer to 100% than, well, way closer than ours. I mean, well, they still were, were. We at least have an excuse. We've got scandals and not winning. Yeah. But, and the, 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 they've got to take away seats, and they're still not selling out the, the, the deducted version of it. But they're still, they're the number one team in the country in attendance. So you can't, you, we can't really knock them that much. Like they've, they've oh, stayed, they've stayed relatively consistent when the rest of the country has been dropping off a little bit, except for Duke, which of course has like, you know, they play in well, a high Duke, school arena. Yeah, Duke was like 10 people. Yeah, their yeah, arena. They're always going to have hundred percent capacity, but they're going to have, yeah, congrats on your 4,000 people per game. Grow yeah, up, it's like grow t- up, play t- in a real arena. I mean, it's like Tulane's, remember Tulane Stadium held like 3,000 people, I think. Sounds about right. Yeah, it was, it was more a bomber, bomb shelter. Grow up, Duke. So my point is this. I don't blame Josh, the coaches, the players, for saying coming out and saying, you know, we deserve to have more fans here. You do. You do. I, and I, I like that UofL is at least trying something with the $8 tickets, trying to you know, incentivize the fans to turn out in larger numbers than they have been in recent weeks. I just think it's kind of a futile effort at this point. I think that, like the, they're going to put all this effort into it, and then I think you're going to see kickoff at 7.30 on ESPNU if you're watching the game from home. And it's going to look kind of like it did this past weekend. And in, maybe they announced it at 43, 44, 45. Actually, I wouldn't mind that because you're telling me that we could still get that same crowd to match a top 10 week worst game against James Madison. That's that's a step forward, right? It is. But, I mean, the team's playing better. You'd expect more fans no. to come with now that they have some big win to hang their hat on. And I just don't think that it's going to – we're not going to get back to the, the 50K – Every game, at least until it gets too cold. And Louisville fans are like, I'm not going out of this. I, I would love to be wrong. I'd love to be proven wrong. I, I don't think there's any big, like, all-encompassing reason. I know last people last week people were saying it's the, uh, the, the chunk-or-treat stuff. Two weeks ago, people were saying it was, uh, what was the excuse then? It was something else was going on that same weekend. It was just, yeah, it was, there's always something going on. There's always some reason. It's competing with high school football. Trinity Mail's this weekend. There's St. James Art Fair. At some point, you just have to realize it's just not the way it was because people have changed and people aren't people aren't prioritizing these games as much as they were 10, 15, even 20 years ago. And I don't think that that just changes overnight. Would love to be wrong. We'll find out Saturday night. I love that U of L is trying, but I think that you're kind of fighting a futile battle at this point. 
Yeah. Ooh. Up to, we have we have a running back under the trade deadline going on the move. Swift. Naheem Hines of the Colts is going to Buffalo. Oh, dynamic <laughs> move there. <laughs> the Bills been talked about the cream, the cream hunt deal. They said no to that. We oh, want man. Naheem Hines. Man. Former uh, NC State alum. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll take your text at 502-414-1450. Other football notes to get to as well. Uh, we've got a, a James Madison Q&A. Talked to somebody earlier today about, about the Dukes. He had some thoughts. I'll pass along those thoughts. We'll get more into this game as the week goes on, obviously. Uh, and then maybe a, a couple of other notes from the Wake Forest game. I'm not, I'm not done celebrating Saturday night yet. It was, it, we've been waiting for a game like that. It should stretch into Tuesday. We'll make that happen in the second hour. So Mike Rutherford Show continues next here on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. Second hour, Mike Rutherford Show starting now. Happy November to you. Hopefully everybody had a happy Halloween. TK, is the Tristan tree up at, uh, at Kelsey Manor yet? Well, no, because I'm not a sociopath. <laughs> Last night, uh, I mean, Virginia. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a psychotic, narcissistic sociopath who puts their tree up at before Thanksgiving. Well, no. It's going to happen at our house. Virginia, mm-hmm. before she went to sleep last night, like all about Halloween, all about, you know, she had, she had the night of her life. Loving the holiday. Been talking about Halloween all month. She was like, can we put the Christmas tree up in the morning? And I was like, she's your daughter. That's your daughter. It's going to happen. No, she's I take it over the house. I celebrate the best. The one, you know, the, the holiday becomes before Christmas is better than Christmas. And that's Thanksgiving. I forgot you how much you love Thanksgiving. Uh, this is my month. And I, you, you have, I mean, I get. Trevember. Trevember. <laughs> and it, 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 few things. I know saying it's not really that short of a list, but these things may piss me off more and people just bypass hot Thanksgiving for Christmas. 106.9 I saw today already switched to all Christmas music. 106.9 is dead to me. I was shocked. I don't know if you you know this. You know, you've worked in radio for a long time. I had no idea until I started working at radio and like people would share the stats. How like the astronomical numbers that stations that just do Christmas music that oh, they do. It's amazing. It's off the it's unbelievable. Like I I always thought it was the dumbest thing. I thought it was like a gimmick thing that stations would go to Christmas music in early November or whatever. And then I looked at the numbers, I'm like, oh no, they have started this is early. why you do it. You're doubling every other station in the city. You have started earlier and earlier now. Yeah. Because it clearly it works. It used to be it used to be like that it'd be like around Thanksgiving or right after Thanksgiving right. or maybe the week of Thanksgiving. And now it's I'm honestly amazed they just even waited to the end of October. Sometimes it's, yeah, I mean, at uh, some like how early could you make this financially viable? Like, could you do it in September and still have it work? I, I kind of think so. It's unreal. I mean, Thanksgiving. How do you, 
the, the impactful importance of this holiday. Without this holiday, we wouldn't even be in this country. The pilgrims had to survive, had to, had to keep us alive. And yet we're just trumping it for a holiday based on a, a mythical fat man and, 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 and the, the, the birthday of someone who didn't even have their birthday that day. It was actually six months ago. I like how you started with a mythical fat man. I was like, I was like oh, no. It's not what the holiday's about. Oh, no. It's you know, Jesus' birthday, which actually is in June. Allegedly. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, exactly. Nobody knows. So, I mean, so a, a fake holiday, pretty much, compared to a real one that involves food, football, survival, a little smallpox mixed in there, but that's no hunter there. You know, that was perfect. Testing out machine guns. <laughs> not, everything, not everything's, you know, peaches and cream. <laughs> but that's... Every holiday has a dark history. Yeah. We'll find that out when you get older. But 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 the, the brightness shine outshines the darkness when it comes to Thanksgiving. Best holiday, bar none. Don't even argue with me. I honestly, I don't know if I know one other person no, not the best favorite holiday is Thanksgiving. Do you know anybody else's favorite holiday is no, Thanksgiving? No, it's the most it may, disrespected holiday on top of it. it may, you know who... Uh, I'm going to make a Formula One comparison that like one other person listening is going to get. I'm still going to do it anyway. I won't be that one. Because if you're ranking <laughs> holidays, most people are going to have Christmas. If you're doing power rankings, like forget your own personal preference. Christmas is, is clearly the most powerful holiday, yes. right? Yes. I think Thanksgiving, I think ha- Halloween's probably like two. It, I mean, decorations, people love it. People get really I'll into give you it. That. Okay, yeah. And then I would say Thanksgiving is probably three. It's like the Sebastian is it Vettel. Even third? I think it is. It, it's like the Sebastian Vettel of holidays. It gets more of a knock than it should because of the holiday that overshadows it. Because it's like, like Lewis Hamilton and Vettel were teammates forever. Or no, I, I'm sorry, I meant Val, Valtteri Bottas. Like they were teammates forever. Bottas was probably like the third best driver in the world at this time. But everybody thought he sucked because he was always second to Lewis Hamilton. He was his teammate. It's kind of the way Thanksgiving is. It gets more of a knock than it should because it's so overshadowed by Christmas. It's still very good. Are you supporting my opinion? Well, no, I don't think Thanksgiving is better than Christmas by any stretch of the imagination. Okay, then that that analogy sucks. No, I'm just saying. I could. I didn't. I didn't. You're Valtteri Bottas. I literally didn't understand that. I just want to make sure if you were backing me or not. Terry Bodas. That's who. That's what Thanksgiving is. It's very good, but it's looked at as not being as good as it probably should. It's certainly not better than Christmas. It, it just doesn't get the respect. It doesn't. It's no, it's the Ronnie Dangerfield of holidays, and then Chris, Christmas is like. The wannabe stand-up who rips off Rodney Dangerfield. It's the only holiday that celebrates the Detroit Lions. And for that reason, it will always have a place in my heart. I mean, it celebrates football in general. Basketball. It's about coming together. Family. Food. I mean, it's... Murder. Well, I mean, come on. It's okay. <laughs> Christmas. Thanksgiving. He. Do you like any holiday besides Thanksgiving? I like Labor Day. I get that day off from work. <laughs> Sometimes. We'd, Memorial Day. This too. year we did, not last year. <laughs> I like the days. I mean, who what other holidays are up there other than the big, other than those three? If, if this thing's getting even third. I think it, so. I think if you're, doing a, if you're doing a general power ranking, I mean, does, Christmas, Halloween, Thanksgiving, probably Easter 4th. I think does Easter not surpass Thanksgiving to most people in terms of popularity. Maybe. I could be wrong. I think Easter's 4th. It shouldn't be, but. I would say, what? Probably. Valentine's Day and Fourth of July competing for that fifth, sixth spot. I was St. Patrick's Day probably a distant seventh. Somehow New Year's Day's up there. Oh though. yeah, I forgot about the New Year's. Even though I don't even this shouldn't even be a holiday to begin with. New Year's Day, New Year's Eve kind of has to be one holiday. Yeah, I mean and Thanksgiving, Valentine's Day you brought up, yeah, which I'd forgotten about was was another one. Yeah, Fourth of July probably is up there, but 
I mean, hey, we can celebrate Fourth of July, but you know, we wouldn't even have Fourth of July if it wasn't for Thanksgiving. I don't know if that's true. This <laughs> <sighs> uh, makes me mad. Anyways, I mean, you want to get me riled up? I mean, I bring, can tell. You're bring up color outs and Thanksgiving, and you, you get me, you get me heated. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. Texas, July 4th is third. It's summer, parties outside, barbecues, fireworks. I disagree. Again, that's your personal preference. If you're saying, I'm saying power ranking, like objective power ranking, most powerful holidays, most impactful holidays, 4th of July is not, it's certainly not top three. I don't know. I mean, it could be up over Thanksgiving in terms of the general population. I don't think so. It gets more attention than it should because it's it's in the middle of like the biggest desert of holidays. Summer, it's like the only summer holiday. More on the Memorial Day, people do enjoy. Yeah, Memorial Day does too. Texas, the only people that think Thanksgiving is the best holiday are jive turkeys. <laughs> You're jive turkey. Texas, my favorite holiday is Thanksgiving because my mom's a great cook. Yeah, I mean it's family, it's food. It's got the best food of all the holidays. Do you make anything during Thanksgiving? Do you contribute? I I give myself a nice buzz so, so I can so eat. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Texas New Year's is up there, big party. New Year's is hard to slot. I I'm not. I've never been to New Year's. I used fan. to love New Year's. I've never been a big fan of. I've done New Year's Eve. Trust me, I've gone out and you know bumped my parties. But New Year the, the Millennium was a really good one. That was a fun night. But uh, like, you were like 18. It was 19. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, oh not, man, I was like fourteen. There's some stories from that night I could tell you. I don't want to. Hear, I think you have, and I don't, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't want to hear them again. I'm, I don't think I'm allowed to tell them on these. That's that's more of a podcast uh, story for most of those. But the um, yeah, but I, I think that's about. I think I was. I think I'm honestly. I think about 21 was when I stopped caring about New Year's, and I wasn't even big into it even then. I looked in my 20s. It was just for it, sure. was, it was an excuse to go out and get you know yeah. drunk and. But I did that on a regular. I did that on any date and didn't why. It was different though. No, yeah, yeah, it was different because you didn't get the prices weren't three times as high, and you would have better chance of not getting pulled over. I like New Year's. It was it was it was fun. Now it's just kind of you know we don't really do anything. We're old. <laughs> it's a good adult. <laughs> what holiday. was the first New Year's you didn't make it to midnight? Have you always made it to midnight? I think I've always made it to midnight. The 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 only well, the first one I didn't was the and it's mainly because I was just so drunk was the. Uh, down in Memphis on top of it, the Liberty Bowl uh, 04. Oh, I remember why I was in Lexington the, for that. Louisville and, and Boise. And that, that was also my first time ever doing a New Year's not in Eastern time zone. So it was just kind of weird. Me and, I mean, me and the, the girlfriend both just passed out at like 10 o'clock because we'd just been partying all day. And it was it was just a long day in general. I just remember waking up and people like calling me at like 11 o'clock being like, Happy New Year! I'm like, First of all, it's only eleven. Why are you waking me up? <laughs> we were in. We went to Miami for the Orange Bowl uh, in '06, going into '07. We were at this 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 kind of club down there, and they did a like practice countdown, like thirty minutes before the actual New Year's countdown. And like they let everybody know, like this is what we're gonna do. Like let's, let's get ready. Like we're gonna count down. We're gonna make sure the band can hear us. All this stuff. They did. Everybody knew what was going on besides Danny, uh, podcast Trevor, <laughs> who heard it. 
left the the, the club <laughs> to go. Was, thought it was going on. <laughs> left the club to go call the girl that he was kind of talking to at that time to wish her a happy new year. <laughs> Couldn't get back in for the actual new year. <laughs> Missed the whole thing. I was like, I was like, why did you just leave? I was I like, think yeah. we are kindred souls. Was, I mean, he's, like, he's like, I call her. I was like, happy new year. She's like, you're such a dumbass. Like, what are you talking about? It's 11:43, and he's like, what? <laughs> That was a fun New Year's. Would, would you ever go to New York for New Year's? Or hell, have you? Hell no. No. I've never done it. No one desired it. All I, I usually see, don't even go. The, the, being in Memphis just that one time was like the only time I've really been out of, out, of, gone out of town for New Year's, and that wasn't even because of New Year's. Yeah, I think Miami is the only time that I was. Yeah, and it was, you're down there for the football for the game. game. I, can't, I can't remember another time if I was. But every time I watch, like, I like watching the ball drop on TV, but every time I see those New Yorkers like just crammed in there, all I can think of is I would have to pee so bad, especially if I've, I've been drinking, and there's nowhere to go. You've got there's there's I think, no. I think, I think you just go. I guess you have to. And I, mean, I don't, don't want to do that either. <laughs> you just you just let it roll, man. Every time I watch that, I'm like, <laughs> I like the aesthetics here. It's fun to watch from afar. There's no place in the world I'd want to be less than right there at that time, Times Square. No, not happening. I mean, you'd have to be pretty drunk. I've been that level drunk before. Yeah, I have to. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. the thing I want to be. Oh no, no, I. I, I feel feel bad about it, you know, the next day. But Texas, did, he, did DK go to Jaggers again? You did. Did yeah, and got I did spicy too. chicken, and uh, I didn't get the milkshake again because I got ice cream from Graders at the house. By the way, the pumpkin ice cream, very good. Okay, I'm never, I'm not, and I don't like. That's the one thing about Thanksgiving I don't like is pumpkin pie. I, just, I hate pumpkin pie. I, I do too. I'm just not a fan. I like pumpkin roll. My aunt makes this great pumpkin roll, but like pumpkin pie, I just do not. I think it's disgusting, but. Pumpkin ice cream was pretty good. I liked it. Okay. Texas says, does TK have a soft spot for James Madison because his wife left her name to a popular pastry? What's what's the wife's name? Dolly Madison was James Madison's wife. What's Dolly Madison's? Uh, it's like a hostess. Um, it's not Little Debbie. Thing. Yeah. It, no, it's like a hostess snack I only, food. I only recognize Little Debbie. You just like that Little Debbie? Yeah. If she's not Little Debbie, then she's not, she's not cool. I never knew that. So what was it called again? It was like a bakery. They got bought by Dolly hosts. Madison. Yeah, hostess. It was like I don't remember that spawned like Twinkies and stuff. Huh? Yeah, I was uh, I wasn't aware of this. Texas says, "Okay, guys, the thanks the Thanksgiving food takes already pulled. We have all month to do this. <laughs> no, we don't. Let's bring it, baby. Pumpkin pie is so good. Disagree. <laughs> sweet potato pie is far superior than pumpkin pie. I don't like sweet potatoes either. I don't either. I hate sweet potatoes. But I'm a Thanksgiving. I'm going broccoli casserole. We do derby pie for pie. I love derby pie. Yes. Uh, I do the pumpkin roll, but uh, it's all turkey gravy stuffing. Oh, I love stuff. I can eat stuffing. I can too all year long with everything." My, my, I mean, people, my, my roommates make fun of me. I would just make a thing of stove top stuffing sometimes and eat that by itself. So we were talking last hour about the the attendance thing, how UofL seems to be – there's a concerted effort to try to get more fans at, at, at games. It's been, I don't want to say embarrassing low, but it's certainly been low for the last two weeks, which have been two big games, convenient kickoff times, great weather, attractive opponents. And I was like, I, don't, I think this is a futile effort. I don't think anything can happen. A texter does point out, the one solution to this, and I, I can't believe Give that I step away. Well, yes, but a very specific thing, and you know what that thing has to be: beer. Exactly. Yeah. What Texas says: one free beer per person in the stadium, people would come. You're, you're exactly right. I think. Are you allowed to? I don't think you're allowed to give away free alcohol. Are you? Well, not to like kids. <laughs> Any age, all ages, one beer per person doesn't matter. No ID necessary. Not the kids. Well, no, Gigantic, big-ass beers 
for every button seats. Josh, it's our no ask, no no tell policy for the, the James Madison. It's legal, <laughs> is it? No, we don't care. I mean, we got to get more fans at games. I mean, too bad we're not one. You know, a state with this more progressive, we can hand away maybe joints or something at the at the gate. Yeah. Then again, I guess you're not allowed to smoke even in an open outdoor arena. You're not. I mean, you're not anywhere. I don't know why. <laughs> this is not specific to Louisville. I uh, know. It's competence. It's been that way for like 20 years everywhere. Stupidity. Things where everything was better in 2001. <laughs> it was. When I used to, when I worked, at, when I started working at Lone Star down in, in, uh, in Bowling Green, we had a smoking section in the bar still. Good days. Okay. I, I just. <laughs> I just love how old the takes get. We, we used to have that. It wasn't that long things ago. Things were so much better back then. <laughs> Texas says, TK has never heard of Dolly Madison snacks. I never have. He says, there is no God. <laughs> Quite the jump. Yeah, I mean, is that what it took to convince you? I mean, is, what the, I, I, is it bad of me not to know those? No, it's not terrible. I mean, I was just think Little Debbie's. I mean, Hostess and Little Debbie are the two that make up my mind. Well, Dolly Madison kind of is. Hostess. Oh, is she? Yeah. Why is, why is their name Hostess and not Dolly Madison? Because Hostess bought well, when? Dolly Madison. Like in the 60s? Yeah, like a long time ago, I think. Oh, well, I mean, I'm not that old, people. Um, Texas says, don't let Lois... I can't read that. Come on. Don't let Lois... Come on. Come on. You almost got me. <laughs> Texas says, I'm going to the game this weekend. The wake win brought my enthusiasm back for this year. I think that the, I think the administration is banking on that sentiment carrying them to a better attendance. It's obviously... I think it would help. I mean, James Madison is a less attractive opponent than both Pitt and Wake Forest. By the way, rematch of last year's ACC title game. Did you hear that? Did you know that? Um, <laughs> both those opponents were more attractive than James Madison. But I think the the administration is fi- is banking on fans who have been saying, you got to prove it to me. you got to prove it to me. Win more than one game in a row. Win more than two games in a row. Let's, let's try to string together an actual streak here before I buy back in for the 50th time under Satterfield. And now they have that. You have that evidence. We've won three in a row. We're back to three and three in the ACC. We have a chance to have a good season. Let's get on board here. Let's support this team that's made this happen. And I think that's what they're hoping leads to like 45, 48,000 people at the game on Saturday night. I mean, so let's assume, you know, with discount tickets and maybe if they can, they're smart enough, you know, do a buy one, get one free beer, beer giveaway or something. Dollar beers. Dollar beers or whatever until, until kickoff. So get there early. I know. <laughs> it's like the, the bad dollar beers until the end of the first inning or something. But the, uh, I mean, are we looking at half stripe in, in James Madison? Maybe. How do you feel? How do you feel the stripes are going to look on James Madison night? Visible. All three. I mean, yeah, they're, they're always all visible. Well, like, no, you had. Well, you know, no, there was a little. There was some dots in them, even in the in the Wake Forest game. Some dots. There's always going to be some dots, but you're always going to be able to see. There's never going to be a full stripe blocked. No, probably not. Yeah, I mean, it's if you want to say two stripe game, we call it a two stripe game. It's. I don't think it'd be a two stripe. I think maybe I'm thinking half stripe to a stripe at most. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 yeah, it's, two and a half are going to be visible. That's that's what it is. One day will we ever going to cover those up? One day. <laughs> One day Adidas will not get its money's worth out of that advertising. What, what if we like someone snuck over and just spray painted like it all red so that like the seats are just <laughs> at this point wouldn't hate it. Texas says, I'm kind of joking, but at this point, what if the IRP is dissolved by the NCA before we get a ruling? Well, it wouldn't just be us then. They still, I mean, keep in mind, they've still got four other cases besides us that they have to, to 
it's to solve. They, they have to rule on. Well, if they start coming out with those before they come out with ours. I'll be very upset. I'll be <laughs> very, very upset. Like visibly upset, like going to their, their home and complaining upset. We may need to find out who some of these people are. Where is the IRP stationed at? Do we, do we know this? Not never, never, never land. I mean, it's not, it doesn't exist. <laughs> it's floating around. The ether. Yeah, it's... <laughs> There's I'm, it's like the fortress of solitude. It's like nowhere can be found. <laughs> these people aren't real. There's they have. What have they been doing? Where are they? What do they do? Nothing. It's been five <laughs> bleeping years. Do something. Um, God, I, I mean, I, I'm every day I wake up and I'm hoping to hear get that text that it's like, hey, hearing something, even if it's bad news is coming. Like just just get End on it. with it. Just do it. We've got eight days until the season starts. And again, my concern is if they don't give us a ruling before the actual season starts, they're going to say, well, it's unfair to these kids after they've already tipped off. <laughs> it's unfair to these kids who've waited for five years. I mean, how much of a different reaction is it going to be if, if, if look, let's say we tip off a season against Bellarmine and they lose or they win a close game, they still don't look great, and we have the exhibitions you know, it, it, fresh in our minds. If they then come out and they're like, it's unfair to the team to take away their postseason once they've actually started playing. So we have implemented a postseason ban for the 2024 season. The fan base take on that will be totally different than it would be in any other city. It would be like, no, please ban this team. Get, take the postseason away from this team. Let us play next year. Uh, it's just I mean, it's setting up for the disaster scenario, and I don't even want to think about it. But it's, it's very much in play right now. Texas, are there any ramifications of building a stadium that we can't fill? Uh, will we feel the effects of that? No. No, because no one, I mean... Not like you said, we're not the only ones. I mean, listen, you go down to Alabama, they're not selling out every state of the game as well. And I mean, they're selling more than we are, don't get me wrong. But I mean, and I think, I mean, the Tennessee Bama game was probably official sellout. Yeah. But I mean, even I think when we expanded the stadium, everyone wanted to focus on the addition of seats when we weren't really selling out the, the old capacity, which was what, 54K before they expanded. Mm-hmm. Now it's 60. Everybody focused on that. The reality was they just expanded because they wanted to close the stadium so it would look better, and they could add in those new field level suites. Like, Honestly, I don't think it looks better. By the way, I liked it better when it was open ended. I, I don't mind. I think it looks good. With I think the it was statue like, there and people coming out. I, I like, thought that was better looking. They. My point is, they expanded the stadium knowing full, full well that those seats weren't going to be filled ninety five percent of the time or one hundred percent of the time so far. They wanted the field level suites. That was going to be a new source of revenue, and those have worked. Those are always full mm, yeah. filled. And they wanted the stadium to be close. They thought it was going to be better for the acoustics. They thought the sound would be better because the sound is much better in the stadium now than it was before they closed it off. And they thought it was going to look better. Now we can debate whether or not it does look better, but that was the main justification for expanding. It wasn't necessarily because, hey, it's a hot ticket in town. We're going to get 60K everywhere there. They kind of knew that this was going to be the case. Um, So when you look at it from that perspective, I think that changes things a little bit. I I don't think there are any really— The big thing looks stupid in the tunnel. You think? I don't like it. Yeah, I don't mind it. Not a big fan of it. I get the I get the 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 luxury field luxury box seats because that's the cool hip thing to have now in football games. Yeah, they stole that from I the mean, I think the Seahawks were the ones who started. They started the, I the Cowboys. My, yeah, that, that sounds more. Yeah, because say Dallas has them, Miami has the, them now. Designs from the Seahawks, the field level stuff was because they tried to steal from the Philadelphia Adam. Yeah. I mean, there's there's tons of teams that have them now. And, uh, I mean, but you could have added that without enclosing that whole area, I think, could you? Well, they wanted to enclose it. Yeah. Because that was going to look better. I miss the old horseshoe looks. I think those are better looking. Props to Ohio State for keeping it going. Texas says, I saw where tickets on stuff up for the Georgia-Tennessee game this weekend are going for $450 north uh, to north of a grand. No eight ticket do- $8 tickets there. Side note, that's where DeAndre Moore is going to be Saturday. 
Really? Apparently, yeah. What game, we, what game did we show him after when he was here? Um, something, well, he, something tells me it didn't. It's not going to match Georgia Tennessee. Well, he was there for the big June weekend. He was here oh, for the oh, okay, okay, okay. Bring him in for probably better off. NC State. Probably better off doing that anyway. To be honest with you, can I interest you in a Shamanada basketball exhibition Shaman- game? <laughs> no, actually, let's don't do that. Give me, send him the women's game. Would you like to see the Silver Swords in person? Take him, take him, take him to the to the volleyball game. That's what we need to take him to. Show him Haley Van Lith. Show, let, show let, him, let him hang out with HVL. Yeah, I mean, show, let's take him to the, show him stuff that's going to impress him. Might I interest you? Somebody in a, tells me Shaman on Louisville won't be that. Might I interest you in a men's soccer tournament quarterfinal against Virginia Tech? <laughs> Can you be here Wednesday? That's going down, by the way, tomorrow. What's, Go your, cards. Thought, what's your thoughts on spicy chicken sandwiches? Have we you, have a Jaggers. We have a Jaggers. Ever heard of Jaggers? <laughs> Texas, I'll be at the game. I don't miss them. I support the flash sale and encouraging fans to show up, but it's kind of funny that a flash sale ticket costs less than one beer. Yeah, I mean, there's that. Like, Even if you get a cheap price into the stadium – if you want to do anything actually at the stadium, it's going it's to cost you. Yeah. And, and that's, I think that's where you've lost a lot of the fans. And that's, once again, not just a Louisville thing. That is everywhere. I mean, you could do a, a family discount concession, like uh, a, two hot dogs, two drinks, and uh, popcorn for eight bucks. Good Lord, that'd be outrageous. Because I was going like to say, like that's, <laughs> everything that you just named, I think, is more than that price. Maybe in ten. And of <laughs> you said that's expensive. Get a hot dog at the Super Bowl. I got I got I think two hot dogs in a souvenir cup and it was like thirty two dollars. It is I mean the, the prices are high. Oh yeah, ticket sales are not the yeah, it's. I, I mean I've noticed this when I went down to, when I went to a Titans game years ago and down in uh, went out to see Titans and Eagles. I paid I want to say thirty something forty bucks for my ticket. I paid forty to park. That's the other uh, thing. Park. Uh, yeah, I mean I paid more to I paid probably twice as much for my ticket to park and get like a a hot dog and drink. That did for the price of admission, which is probably good since I never used my seat anyway. I just sat in like the, I pretty much spent the whole time staying in the terrace area because I could smoke there. That is, I guess I probably should not advertise this, but if you do want to use the $8 tickets, but you're concerned with them being on the, the flight deck, or the, the, the place formerly known as the flight deck or up there by the Adidas logo, hey, guess what? You're probably going to be able to go down and sit in better seats without anybody really, really questioning you. I think yeah. that's what a lot of people have been doing recently. I mean, I, I don't think Louisville's like not, they don't like, they're not going to frown on that, right? They shouldn't. I think they, they Once game time kicks off, they want more people filling up that lower bowl. It, it looks, looks better. better on TV, yeah. And that's why you see a lot of programs, especially in basketball, will do the thing where when the game actually tips off, they'll say, Hey, everybody in the upper level, if you want to come down to the lower level, mm-hmm. feel free to do so right now. I mean, re- I mean, wrestling promoters and other sports like uh, boxing have done it for years where they'll bring everybody down and they'll just tarp it off. Right. And and darken it up to where it doesn't you can't even tell it's 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 empty. Yep. So no, that's that's a that's a trick that's been going on for decades. Texas, hey Mike, I totally agree with your thoughts on stadium attendance figures going forward. My guess is the next sellout for Louisville football will be in twenty twenty six. When Georgia comes to town, or perhaps Louisville lets Trevor attempt to pull fall to hell. <laughs> just the, the, the latter might be more ch- better chance than the former. Uh, I, I don't even know if just Georgia coming to town would sell out for us. I don't. I don't. Well, know. they are coming to town. I know. I said even them just coming to town. I don't know would sell out. For They'll us. buy a lot of tickets because they travel real well. They will, but again, I don't know if that's still going to yeah sell out. I mean, it depends where we. We'll are. see where we are for sure. Exactly. Uh, but me, Paul, yeah, that would definitely because he doesn't want to see a train wreck. Texas, is anyone worried that they spent too much emotion with Wake? Clark was so relieved that he was emotional after the game. I worry this is a major letdown game. Not if we just stay on them. They have, I mean. Let's not pat their backs. We don't want, I mean, they're like, 
This Louisville football team is like Bill Dotry from uh, King of the Hill. Like when you're nice to him, he just he doesn't know how to react. You gotta be mean. You gotta be. You gotta be insulting. We're turning this put, program around. You put them down, and that that's gonna keep them working hard. This this show has galvanized this this team. Yes, this show has carried this this team on its back. We took Galvin, wins. and we were like, go in there and do it. I do. There is a part of me that's worried about the letdown after the wake win. Having said that. You think after the, all of the the ebb and flow that everybody on this team that's been here for, I mean, whether it's this season or the last two, or if you're Malik, the last seventeen seasons, like like you've been so up and down so many times, you'd think that they would already know, they'd already have that mindset of we can't get too comfortable, we we can't be too happy with ourselves because there's a potential loss coming. Because you know that you're not that good, right? Like they should have that knowledge that if they they can't just show up and walk over anybody. They tried to do it in week one against Syracuse, and they well, got their ass kicked. They've tried to do it in years past after they've gotten a little bit of momentum and they've gotten their ass kicked. If they do it on Saturday against James Madison, guess what? They're going to get their ass kicked. And, and, and it's got to be partially worried that they go into that attitude because it's James Madison, and they, and you look at just the name and not what they really are, which is a very damn good football team. This is where you have to trust the coaching staff. That they have to let this. They cannot let that mindset creep in. They have to be the ones on well, them every the single day. Aware of it too. I'm sure they are. I mean, they, they have to be the one. I mean, Seth, Seth knows James Madison. He's, he's a Sunbelt guy. He's, he's around that area. That's true. Yeah. He, he, they have to let this team know every single day. If they feel them slipping a little bit, if they feel that attention waning at any point, you got to be on them. You have to be in their face saying, look, I mean, you're a seven and a half point favorite. You're barely more of a favorite in this game than you were against Pitt a couple of weeks ago, you have to have that same mindset. You have to have that same mindset that you're preparing for Wake Forest, that you're preparing for a team that can come in here and beat you because, guess what? Just like the last two teams we played here at Cardinal Stadium, this team can absolutely come in here and beat you. Let me point out and remind them that, unlike you, well, James Madison's been ranked. They have. And maybe, I don't wouldn't. Maybe not the best thing to point out when they've lost two in a row, but they they have been a top twenty five team. They've been they've closer been, than we've been to the top twenty five. Not right now, but they they were at one point. It's they might be just as close as we are, aren't they? Did, I don't think they're getting votes anymore. Uh, after the well, we got well, then we get only one though. We got ten in the coaches poll. Oh, come on, no. okay. come on, rank Louisville, you cowards. We've got two top. Pick 20- and choose which which category we're going to brag about here. We've got two top twenty five wins. And we're getting votes in both polls. We're basically we're, we're basically in the top twenty five. <laughs> we're basically ranked. We're back. <laughs> I basically made it over that poll. You basically pulled. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I like how you still basically on there. <laughs> Text this quote from Trevor. I was in Memphis for New Year's and people were calling me at eleven o'clock, wishing me a happy New Year's. I was like, Why are you calling me at eleven? The question has to be asked, did Trevor not realize he was in a different time zone his entire trip to Memphis? At that point in time, no. <laughs> I, I mean, again, I, I can't emphasize. I'm passed out by 11 o'clock. Does, does, that, does that not give you a hint of where I was at 24 years old? It does. Sorry, I'm yawning. I almost got in a fight with multiple Boise State fans. Really? Oh, yeah. Although I always heard that they were like the nicest people alive. No, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't let... Th- <laughs> Those sheep herders are just the biggest pains. And the whole time they're like, "Your coach is gonna leave you. Your, co- your team sucks." And I, I may have made some, you know, references about, you know, you know, just, Idaho. Yeah, you know, I, Boise, where the men are men and the sheep are nervous. May have made that reference a few mm. times. Uh, <laughs> you know, that, the best part was was their coach would leave like three minutes, like th- like a month later for 
for where, where did Haskins go to? Colorado? Yeah. Like he, he left before Petrino left us, which I thought was always kind of funny. Yeah, they both left. Well, eventually, yeah. Eventually. But, you know, it was your coach going to be gone. You didn't even want to stay. You saw. Oh, they were they were nasty. I love that everybody that I knew, like, had that experience. With Granted, I could have probably been nasty, too. People were like, yeah. Everybody else I talked to, they're like, they were the nicest fan base we've ever interacted with. And you're like, they were the worst. I was kidding. By my <laughs> I mean, in hindsight, it might have been my fault why they were nasty. Let's I, give me this guy. There, I think we all have the same There's fault. a very good chance Drunk Trevor was uh, talking a lot of trash. There are very good odds of that. I mean, there's reasons why I've, I've, I've barely made it out of Commonwealth on multiple occasions. Well, I don't drink anymore either. Probably a good thing. Probably a good thing for my own health. Let's take a break before we do, reminding you about our friends over at AirServe. If you have heating, air conditioning problems, only one place to go. It's AirServe. Visit them online at airserve.com slash Louisville, A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V dot com slash Louisville. At AirServe, they're focused on air quality and energy efficiency. So whether it's too hot, too cold, too dry, or too polluted, AirServe is going to make sure you are comfortable and breathing the highest quality air in your home or place of business. If you have a need at any hour of the day, call AirServe directly at 502-264-9662. And when I say any hour of the day, I mean any hour of the day. They have technicians available for you 24-7. Just give them a call at 502-264-9662. We'll take a break. When we come back, more from the Thornton Sex Line at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Tuesday on 1450 The Big X. Right, welcome back in. Happy November. TK, since you like Thanksgiving so much, you know, we were talking about like best months and you were kind of poo-pooing on people who were saying October is in their top three. Is November your favorite month? Um, I don't know if it's my all is 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 my fully favorite month, but it's you got football, you got basketball starting, Thanksgiving. I mean, yeah, I mean there's really I'm thinking March is right there just because of just the tournament in general. It holds um, that much water. Um but yeah, I think if I think about it hard, I think, yeah, I mean, you've got perfect weather in fall where it's not too hot, not too cold. You've got, you know, you've got discount candy from October. You've got football. You've got basketball. You've got, and, and technically baseball. Oh, yeah. At least now, now, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and you've got the best holiday of all. November is the best month of all 12. I think wow. that's a given. He's going. We went I mean, can it. you really argue against it? Well, you can. I mean, can can you name me more things one month can offer than just, I just named you from from November? You get a four day weekend. I there mean, you get, there's no other holiday even gives you a four day weekend other than Thanksgiving. Well, Christmas. 
No, because it depends on when. That depends on when Christmas lands. If it lands on like on a Wednesday, you probably just take like Wednesday, like Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday off, and you work Monday. Yeah, true. Yeah. Now, if you can get the right timing, you can get a four or five days off. Yeah. But, but I think we have good timing this year, don't we? With it. Well, I mean, we have to work on Thanksgiving the day after. Maybe. Yeah, we do. Maybe. We do. No, I mean, I literally mean maybe because there's some play-by-play stuff. I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. That's not, I mean, yeah, there, there, we might have uh, we might have an issue this year. Oh, well, all right. We'll figure that out. Yeah. It's going to be a busy week that week. We've got uh, three games in the Maui Invitational, then Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. We'll have World Cup. The men's national team is going to play Wales. And, and then we'll have the, the perfect November this year. UofL UK game on Saturday, which, by the way, we're getting to the point now where it's kind of getting – Interesting again, potentially. Like we, we're doing the same thing we did last year, where the whole season we thought it was going to be a blowout, not even going to be a fun to talk about. And then the actual week got there, and there was lots of stuff to talk about until the game actually started. Now we're falling into the same trap. Oh, I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not either. Crap, I, I'm yeah. just saying collectively as yeah. a fan base, there. I see that out there. I'm not going to. I won't do it. Uh, if I get asked for the pick again by the Courier Journal people or whoever, I'm, I'm probably going to go with UK unless something crazy happens these next three weeks. What if? What if? Should I send them your email? We gotta get Trevor in the, in the CJ this week for the, this year for the picks. What was it you said? What did you say before? Because the, the CJ always does like the media predictions. Yeah, and they always reach out. And I'm I'm always in there. I, I think we need you in there this year. I, I see no reason why not. Oh yeah, we'll have to forward an email. We'll make that happen. Okay. Although I don't know like anybody at the CJ besides Brett anymore. I don't know Brett Dawson. I, it's all my only contact. I didn't even know Brett was. I forget Brett's sleeping back there. Yeah, he's doing these beat writing. I know he. Is. I knew he's. I know that. No, you said, but I just had forgotten he went back. Texas says Trevor just said that he quit drinking for his health as he finished his seventh Arby's roast beef and cheddar in nine days. Yeah. I mean, you got to start somewhere, right? Rome wasn't built in a day, according to Red Bull. I gave up soft drinks before I started get, like eating any better. Okay, yeah. So that's where I started. Of I mean, I listen, like, I, got like, I got nine vices, okay? I can't just stop them all. I have to, I have to gradually... I'm like, you've seen Uncle Buck, right? Great movie. I have. Classic cinema. And when he's talking about quitting smoking, he's like, yeah, I'm on that five-year plan. I quit cigarettes. Now I'm on to a pipe. In five years, I'll be on the chewing tobacco. And then up after five years, I'll be doing the gum. You know, it's, he's not, he's, I'm on that plan. Mine's more of a decade plan, but nonetheless. All right, I'm going to tell you something on air that I was going to tell you off air anyway, but we can, we can have this conversation on air. Yeah, because we share everything. I, don't, I, I have no secrets. We do. I, I want to hear your reaction. Because I told Troy what I thought your reaction would be, and I want to see if I was right. Uh, now I'm curious about how this should be. Should I stop trying to do the Cardinal Insider and wait for... Yes. Okay. So I was in here yesterday early, did the commercials, and then obviously Troy always comes in here. We have like a little chit-chat uh, while I'm in here. Yeah. And he was saying he has contacts over... Troy, is it? Troy knows everybody. He's master of sales, knows everybody. He does. He has contacts with this like health company, this, this sort of like medical health company that worked with people to help them get in shape and he was like do you think trevor would be interested <laughs> in some sort of like it, it's a it's a pricey service like some sort of free trade if they would and it, and he said do you think he'd be like offended if i brought that up and i said oh no offended no he would not be offended whatsoever what, you think i'm blind i was like <laughs> i was like i'll bring it up with him in five minutes when he gets here like he'll have no he would not be offended whatsoever i was like do i think he'll do it no <laughs> no because they're gonna he's like i was like well what would this entail is it just exercise he's like it's a small part of it like but it's bigger on like diet and like eating the right things and i'm like he's not gonna he's not gonna do it well i could i don't know i mean I'll, would you be willing to give it a try i mean are you'd have to like leave the house and go and like to the place and do stuff well can i do delivery no i mean can they meet me halfway 
I don't think so. I, I don't mean just like physically halfway. I mean it's like in general halfway. Like, like you know, I'm willing to like eat the stuff. Like they bring it to me. Well, it's not just food. It's a whole like plan. Like you'd have to go. You would do some exercising stuff. Well, maybe maybe eat more better food, less exercising. I don't. I don't know how negotiable. There's got to be negotiations, right? It's a, it's a pretty set plan. They have a pretty set uh, set plan. But would you be in, interested in all of that? I'd have to look at the plan. Okay. Well, that's that's more than I thought. I'd have to. I mean, determine how much I have to actually leave the house. Because I'd love for you to do it, but I'm not my gonna, time is pretty valuable right now. It is clearly. Um, you've got movies to watch and. Well, Madden I mean. to play, and you know, <laughs> I, mean, I haven't watched actually many movies lately. I've been have you uh, any? Where are you born on Bullet Train? By the way, I don't even know what Bullet Train is. <laughs> Recent Brad Pitt movie. I thought about renting it last night. Oh, I did. Now you say that, I did. Yeah, you're you're probably going to have to eat a salad or two. No, <laughs> I, th- I mean, I think that that's probably no. going to happen. It's not. I, you can think it's going to happen all you want. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, I, th- I, th- I think one day I'm going to find love and happiness, but I mean, doesn't mean it's going to happen. I think it is. Well, that better chance. This may help that. I don't. I don't want somebody for me just for that reason. She has to want be be with me for me. That's fine. That's. I mean, I understand. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to like. Troy's like, would you, do you think you would talk to him? I'm like, yeah, but I'm, I'm not going like, to. I think Troy's be offended by it. Like, like we get like, mad. Be offended. I'm also not going to like give him like a hard sell on this. Like, I, I care about you, man. Like, he's a he's a big boy. He, he, you can make your own decisions at this point. I wish that I wish you told me this. I wish now I knew this off there. I would have just messed with Troy. Be brought up to me like, are you calling me fat? <laughs> what the <laughs> hell, man? Start crying. Start crying. This is it's a very sensitive subject. I just storm out the door. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Does mom know? <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> I would have had a good time with that. <laughs> that would have been fun. We can do that tomorrow. I don't know if Troy's listening. If Troy's listening, we'll test it out. Yeah, we will. Uh, but yeah, he was like, he's like, do you think he'd be offended? I was like, oh no, he definitely won't be offended. I was like, do I think? Do I think he'll do it? No, <laughs> but I think he would definitely. Like, I was like, I'll definitely pitch it to him. Like, I need more description on, like, what you're asking of. I don't have, like, we'd have to talk with Troy about that. He, okay. he was just kind of laying out the basics to me. And then I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, I, I could definitely talk to him about it. I was like, I don't think he'll do it, but it's worth pitching. I mean, is this something? Like, It'd be free. Well, if we're, if we're doing free, then you can't just get liposuction or something? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that works. <laughs> if somebody out there can, I don't know what company would provide that, but if, if somebody listening out there would be interested in some sort of trade there. We referenced, we referenced Simpsons earlier. Do you remember when, when Homer realized he was always been a, an obese man trapped in a fat man's body? Kind of. Do you remember that? He, he got so big so he could work from home. And he ended up, uh, he got to the point where, you know, he got the, the, the kids were embarrassed because he's wearing the moo-moo. And he, uh, long story short, he asked Mr. Burns to help him lose the weight. And Burns is like doing like these exercises, like one, one, and he's like, "Ah, oh, screw it, I'll just play for the, I'll pay for the bloody liposuction." <laughs> he slams down the mic. Homer's like, "Woo!" <laughs> Maybe that can happen. I, I mean, is it liposuction or like tummy tuck? Which ones are more like better? I I don't have a whole lot of insight into this because I always thought field. liposuction growing up that was like what got you skinny, but like, and there's, there's what. Like, Tummy, it's tummy tuck like where they staple your yes. stomach. Yes, and I have a friend who did that who, by the way, was as big as I am. He now looks like you. Well, would you want to do that then? 
I mean, he's. I, I mean, sure. I mean, why not? We can make that happen. I mean, it's the American way. Skip over all the hard work and get to the, get to the easy part. TellMeTuck.com. If you're listening, reach out to us. We, we, we're interested in our free trade. I mean, we'll do, yeah. And then I can use that to pole vault. God, what an American dream. 12 months from now, skinny Trav pole vaulting at Cardinal Stadium. Of course, then again, my guy, my buddy went skinny. Ended up after he got skinny, left his wife and family, and hooked up with this, like this younger girl, like ten years younger than him. Well, perfect. You're not you're not married. You're <laughs> you don't have that concern. And I have no qualms hooking up with a girl ten years younger than me. It's like I said on the show before. Whenever I see people on Instagram that I've known for a while that have been married, and they're doing these like five a.m. workouts, they're starting to lose a lot of weight. They're looking to get to find someone else. More times than not, about six to nine months later. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, I heard they, they're separated. I'm like, yeah. You, you're not I'm wrong. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That that could be you, but you don't have the, the ball and chain. You're, you're not attached. You could just be free to do whatever you want. I like that. This is dream scenario. Can, should I open a GoFundMe for a, for a for dummy talk? No, we can. You know, we have we have listeners. We, we can make a trade. If you are a doctor out there and aren't offended by my, my truth about chi- being a chiropractor. We're interested. Then we're interested. Talk to us. Yeah, we can work out. We'll like we'll sponsor you. Think about think about the the success story you have alone by the before and after pictures of me. You would never have better advertising than you would on the show if we had oh, Skinny Trev. One hundred percent. Because I mean, a big part of the show is your awful eating habits. Yeah. You not really caring about me saying you need to do this. You pretty not, much. Yeah, but basically, you refusing to eat salads, all that stuff. I'm still not going to eat salad. Tell me, because tell me, like, just makes you just not hungry. Ooh, but that's going to be a challenge. Tummy tuck versus pot. Take, oh. <laughs> that's going to be like, which. <laughs> Take on this challenge, somebody. Again, you'll never have better advertising than you would on the show. We would talk about it every day. Yeah. You'd be a different person. Everybody who, when we, when we get these YouTube cameras up and people see the difference for firsthand when they're watching the stream, it's going to be, people will flock to this place. Anybody with a weight problem, they won't think twice about going anywhere else in the city. I mean, get, getting. I phrased that wrong, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> getting getting stuff for, for for almost free is is the whole reason we got into radio because it sure so wasn't for the salary. <laughs> Damn right. So <laughs> we can get stuff because we can't afford it with our salaries. It does remind me of the time was it? I think six eighty. I know they used to. I don't know if they still do. They had a, uh, a tray with like the the hair people, the, the hair transplant people. Oh yeah, I remember hearing those ads. Yeah, I, I was in there one time and like. Drew, God love him, like, that came over to me, and he's like, he's doing the whole, like, I don't want to offend you, but, like, he's like, you know, I, I'm not trying to say anything, but, like, would you maybe be interested? I was like, you can say, I'm, I'm very aware that my hairline is going. You like, know? you, you should have done like me, like, what are exactly, you talking about? like, what? It's not supposed to be at the very crown of my head? You should have pulled out a comb and just, like, act like you're going yeah, something. <laughs> Let me do my gel real quick. I just bought a whole tube of gel. Well, yeah, I just bought a year subscription to the shampoo. When I put some product in it, nobody can even tell. Don't worry about <laughs> it. I'm, I'm going to be fine. No, but did, I, did you think about doing the hair plug thing? I was like, I, I was like, I'd be. I, I didn't really want to do it because like the hair surgery sounds terrible. Like they like, rip it out of your head. Like there's like, Ugh. yeah, no, they like st- staple your head back together and put it. It sounds very painful. And honestly, like you know, 
maybe if I was single and still looking, then like maybe. Yeah. But, you know, Mary, she she's she stuck with me. She's she's stuck. <laughs> I got her to settle a long time I'm ago. Knocked her up twice. I'm good. We're good. <laughs> yeah. We're she's in a good not place. going anywhere now. The, the front line of that hairline held on just long enough. They did their job, and they could retreat in peace for the rest of their lives after that wedding day. So I think we're good. I don't really care that much to be honest with you. I mean, if there, like, I wouldn't. I, honestly, even if I, even like mine standing on top, not your level. I'm not to mean mean, but like it's not mean about it. Mine's a little thinning on top, but I still wouldn't do like I, I'm. Yeah, let let that go. It's fine. If it's, I was younger, maybe in my twenties, and started exactly. doing it, then I could. It just, sucked when I first when it first started happening because I was like 24. Yeah, that would that would be more considering it. That was when I was kind of like, ew, this is not cool. But like now at this time, like, I, I don't know that. But I was fully. Gray I'm well that aware age. of the fact that I'm aging. Like, is it worse to be fully gray or be bald, going bald in the early 20s? It's a classic debate. Sophie's I choice. was full gray. Now, yeah. granted, it helped me getting, I had no problem going to bars at like 16 and 17 years old because it's a positive to everything. I'm 6'3, 240, and I have gray hair. I mean, they're like, who's going to ID me? There's a positive to everything. There is. I do, like, when you, anybody who started losing their hair also notices this too. Cause, like, I never noticed, like, other people's hairlines. And then when I started losing mine, I'm like, oh, that guy's going too. <laughs> like, you're like walking around. I'm like, I'm like, I'd kill for that hair. I'm like, ooh, that guy's, he's, like, he's a couple months ahead of me. He's behind. You just, like, you start picking up on that stuff. And it did suck at the time, but then I got older. I'm like, yeah, I don't really. Like, if there was a magic pill that would give me my hair back, I'd probably do it. Like, because everybody would prefer a pill of hair. Yeah. But I don't care that much. Like, if it's, like, something that's, like, super pricey and it's painful and it's going to take a lot of maintenance. Like, you have to go back for, like, three or four of those, like, follow-up surgeries. I don't know. Oh, like, go through yeah, that. Like, it's, it's a lot. It's for, too much. It's a lot for vanity. It's Exactly. It's, I mean. I get that I'm old. I, my, get that, my, I get that I'm aging. I get that I've, like, given my cool card in several years ago. Like, it's. It's fine. It's yeah. That's 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 and that's pure vanity because there's no health side to doing it. I mean, there's nothing like me saying, "Oh, I want to get skinny for vanity reasons," but there's also health issues involved. Well, and also, like, I'm not looking like, for love. Going, I'm not trying to like cheat on my wife. I'm not trying. I'm, I'm not. I, th- those are not my intentions. If she I'm told you happy. she wanted you to get it, would you do it? Then, yeah, I, I think. Okay. I think then at that point, if it's and but she would never do that. But if it did get to that point. Where she was like, I would just feel, I don't know, if it was like, I'm not attracted to you anymore. I'd be like, well, we have, I don't think the hair is going to solve that if, if, <laughs> if that becomes an issue. But if it did become like, hey, this is something you could do for me, then I'd, I probably would. But that would, again, I'm in a relationship where that would never come up. Yeah, yeah I, would, I don't think we would ever have that problem. Um, I don't know how we, how, how did that, where did that segment go? What, where did we, do we talk sports at all during that? I don't know. What did we even talk about half the time? Where did we start? <laughs> was there a text about it? I don't. I, I don't even remember. Oh, you you brought it because of Troy being embarrassed to tell me he wanted me on a diet. Well, yeah, but I don't even know how we got there. <laughs> Texas, this is why I listen for Trevor and Mike discussing what elective surgeries he would do for the show. <laughs> I mean, I would. <laughs> I'd do other stuff. Like I do the I do the back uh, shaving for the show too. <laughs> I hate to. I don't want to. I don't want to shave the chest because I did that once and it just annoyed me. I've done it before. because it grew back so. I mean, well, you've had to do it for surgery recently too. But like, I did it for just you know upon request of of a missus, and the itching of it growing back was just so aggravating. I just I don't I, I don't want to. I don't want to do that again. Texas quote Mary stuck with me. Yeah, hide all that workout equipment in the house, Mike. <laughs> if I do start working out way too much, then yeah, then you can start getting a little bit. She's still working. She bought the, the, she Peloton. the Peloton. Yeah. Peloton. Um, she's still using it. 
still using it. Not as much as I think she'd like. But okay, what's good for you then? Yeah, <laughs> safe. She's, like, she's on it four straight days. She's like, Lord, I better go buy some candy or something for her. I better, I better go out and get in some romantic. <laughs> I think basic working out is fine. When it gets over the top, when it's guys that like when you I, join a gym, when it's or like these like workout clubs that like they go and like they do like army boot camps at like four a.m. Like when it's it's a specific type of guy too, like a guy I've known my whole life who is I don't think could run a mile and just suddenly got very into like body image and stuff. Then I'm kind of like, okay, that's that's a little bit too much. No, I I I've I've watched it happen in relationships where the the both you can just tell they're both they both join the gym, getting in shape, and next thing I know, six weeks later, I think she's cheating on me. <laughs> Texas, can we hear the nine vices, Trevor? The, 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 my vices? Yeah, you you made a vague reference to having nine vices. I might have a very more than specific that. number. Well, there's caffeine. We don't need. I, we, I don't really want to hear tobacco. The less I know, the better. I mean, there's. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, sugar. That's a vice. I mean, everyone has multiple vices. They just don't. There's, there's the level of verity of, of sure. severity out there. Uh, Texas says all these spa people are going to flock to your show to wax TK's back. <laughs> we know we need a wax guy. We need a tummy tuck guy. Oh, I'm going to get the cancel my appointments. I mean, what's that? Want? You you have no. I don't think you understand. I've got I've got the the bad hairy back and and, and body thing going. Mine's making that move. Say what? Uh, mine's making that move. I'm seeing more and more hair on my back. I mean, I well, like I don't it. see them. I don't I, like it. I don't see them on the back because I don't. Get, I can't see around there as okay. well. But, but I know it's there. <laughs> I know it's there because like you got to have a back scratcher. Nothing, nothing makes your back itch back itch more than having back hair too. Texas guys from both other radio stations have done that exact program. Trevor would not make it through the introduction consult. Well, I don't even know what what the name of the program is. We had a guy from The Biggest Loser one time on a show I was doing. I guess he was local. He was with Handsome Jimmy. And uh, he tried to give me the old, like, you eat all day. It's just a matter of the what you eat and how you eat. Right. And, you know, you got to do this. He tried to give me the whole spill, and I was just, it, I, I wasn't listening. Um, that, that's a shocking development. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, like you're a loser. He's like, yeah, but I'm the biggest loser. I'm like, okay. Hopefully, we can we can move on to something else. Uh, hopefully, we can get back to football and bat. Well, maybe not basketball talk. We can we can avoid the basketball <laughs> talk if we want to. <laughs> we can talk more. We'll take your text at five zero two four one four fourteen fifty as well. It's the five o'clock hour of the Mike Rutherford Show. It's coming next here on fourteen fifty The Big X. Painted headliners. 
Welcome back into the show. <laughs> Happy November 1st to you. Hopefully everybody had a fantastic Thanksgiving. One week till Election Day, TK. I know you're pouring over the various candidates and their platforms. I have noticed that the commercials telling me that the, the most important day is, is Election Day. The most important election of your lifetime. Yeah, it's the most important election of my lifetime. Vote or die. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, I will be voting for Abramson for mayor. You've already established I've that. I've already established that. Uh, what other, what else is, is, is available on the on the on the ballot? Well, that's you've, the one thing you named is not available on the ballot, but that's okay. <laughs> I don't I get my own choice. You don't. The freedom to rock. I guess you could write in Jerry if you wanted to. Yeah. Oh, crap! I got to spell it. No. Abrams. It's A B R A. Is there an H in there? No, I, I almost said right before you started spelling, <laughs> is there an H in there somewhere? I, I, acting like I knew that you were going to say it. There's not. Okay, so it's just A-B-R-A-M-S? You, you think that Abramson ends with M-S? What, Abrams? Abramson? Oh, new son. His, his name son. is Abramson, Jerry yeah. Abramson. So S-O-N. Correct. A-B-R-A-S-O-N. No. no M-S-O-N. This is what a journey. <laughs> I think you got it oh, right. Oh, God, can we put his name on the ballot so I can get it in there? I think at the end of the day, you got it right. But uh, Jerry Everson, once again, <laughs> not on the ballot, not running for mayor, but uh, Bill Deeriff and uh, Craig Greenberg are. Those are your two I see more primary deer, I've been seeing more deer into... Well, that's what I've been talking about on the show. I've been than, saying... Than, 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 than the other guy. That's what I've been saying. They've been, Greenberg. They clearly are galvanized. They clearly are well-organized, and it's why I think that this race is going to be wind up being much, much closer than anybody thought it was going to be a couple months ago. I think it's going to be, it's oh, be tight. Oh, 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 and I want to vote for Chubby Ray for, for mayor of J-Town. You don't live in J-Town. It's going to be an issue for you. Can I write him in? You don't. Can I write in Chubby Ray for mayor of Louisville? You can, if you want to do that. Can I write in my own name? If I write my own name in, would show up on like the news and saying like 1%? No. Oh. It won't. A lot of people do the whole write-in thing. The reality is, even if you write in a candidate, it can't just be a random person who hasn't filed. It has to be somebody who's who's actually filed to run. Yeah. So, you're kind of screwed. But do whatever you want to do. It's <laughs> fine. Write in Lamar Jackson. I've done it before. I'm just hoping for none of the above, like in Brewster's Millions. You're just going to go in there cast a ballot that has no votes no votes <laughs> i'm gonna mark nothing on it okay does that would how that would register as nothing as nothing yeah uh new bowl predictions are out uh, today but as long as i put that sticker says i voted on facebook i'm good can i <laughs> when looking at these bowl projections it's so obvious how a lot of these people are operating and I don't fault them for this because Everybody knows that you can't nail down. There's no science to this. You look at records, you look at basic slots, and you kind of put them in, in kind of appropriate places. But everybody wants these attractive matchups so that people like me will link to their stories or that they'll get social media traction. Of course. And so now you're seeing a lot of these bowl games, people saying, well, Louisville versus Purdue. Like every bowl <laughs> projection last week that had Louisville in it was either Louisville versus Purdue or Louisville versus Cincinnati because those are going to get the juices flowing, going to get the people talking. Today I did see that the Athletic – they came up with their bowl projections. I think Stuart Mandel does them. And I can't imagine that he had this as a thought, but it was interesting because it would be, there would be a storyline there. I don't think that he did this on purpose, but he's got Louisville playing UTSA in the Gasparilla Bowl, which would be a reuni- uh, reuniting with former Louisville quarterback Will Stein. Reunited. And it feels, and so, it feels good. so good. The Athletic also did, they did the thing, they do this every couple of weeks now where they rank all 131 teams in the FBS 
Louisville, when they did this last time, was all the way down at number 79 in their rankings. Okay. Where do you think they are today after th- this was the, the last time they did the rankings? It was before the Pitt win and before the Wake Forest win. Where do you think they are today? So the two since before the last two wins. Correct. Uh, we were seventy nine. Yes, I'll go giggity sixty nine. Well, we're higher than that. Oh, aren't we Much all? higher. Um, I'll say forty six. Forty five is the correct answer. Okay, they've got Kentucky. If you're looking at future- that's taking a lot of respect for Pitt and Wake Forest, I guess. Well, also, like, 79 was was very low. That's, True. That's, that's way down there. If you're looking for comparison, we are now one spot ahead of UCF, who is, I know they're nationally ranked, but they're 46th in these rankings. Really beat them, too. Though. We're one spot behind East Carolina, who just destroyed UCF a couple of weeks ago. And to bring it all back around, we are three spots behind UTSA. Will Stein's team, which is sitting there at number 42. Where's Kentucky? In the rankings. Kentucky, take a guess. Uh, well, are they ahead of, above, or front, in front or behind us? They're they're in front of us. Okay, I'll say thirty-one. They're number twenty-one. Ah, future schedules. You've got Kentucky at twenty-one, NC State at twenty-four, Clemson is at number five. That's where they're actually ranked. And then James Madison is down at sixty-three. So there's that. Okay. Wake Forest for if you're wondering, team we just beat by a billion points. Number twenty-two, one spot behind Kentucky. Now is that currently twenty-two or are they twenty-two and we beat them? They're 22 now. They okay. were 11 in their last rankings. They're down to 22 now. Uh, the, the three teams actually right there in that spot are all ACC teams. Wake at 22, Syracuse at 23, and then NC State at 24. I don't know if you're aware of this, but we had one of the toughest schedules in the country. Way up there. <laughs> people talk about this. <laughs> Is this a thing? Did people not? I didn't know this was, like, known. Oh, it's known. Oh, I thought it was just, like, a secret thing amongst, like, Louisvillians. Oh, it's known. I mentioned that the, real quick, uh, kind of a... a Around whip around for other sports besides football, men's basketball. I whip my hair. I whip my hair. Whip my hair back and forth. Whip my hair <laughs> back, back and forth. forth. Can I, I get props for knowing that? Well, you kind of do it. Okay, I mean, I, I should get at least some credit for that, right? Do you know who sings that? Yeah, it's the uh, one of the spoiled Will Smith kids. What's her name? The untalented one. Oh, that doesn't narrow it down. Uh, Willow. Correct, Willow Smith. Yeah. Very popular. The one that makes my, bad music, not bad movies. During my one year of law school, <laughs> that song was very popular. Uh, L men's soccer team, I mentioned this earlier, number five seed for the ACC tournament. They're going to host Virginia Tech tomorrow night. You can buy tickets uh, if you want to at some point in the next 24 hours. They are available right now. Women's soccer saw their season end with a loss to North Carolina. They did not qualify for the ACC tournament or postseason play. I think they finished 6-8-1. and one. See, men or women's? Women's team. Men's okay. team is playing the, the tournament game that I just said uh, against Virginia Tech. Oh, yeah, yeah. Duh. The volleyball team. Sorry, sweeps Tyler. Duke on Friday after sweeping Notre Dame. They're down to number five in the national rankings, still number two in the RPI. Uh, they will get it back with another pair of ACC matches, back to their typical Friday-Sunday schedule uh, this weekend. The field hockey team, they're number eight in the country. The ACC is so loaded in field hockey that like all of their tournament is basically like a top 15 teams. They're, going, they're the number eight team in the country. They're facing the number five team in the country, Virginia, in the ACC tournament quarterfinals, which is going to be today, actually, at 6 o'clock. So we'll keep an ear out for that. That has been your Cardinal rip-around update. Yeah, that's a, that's a preview for the Cardinal inside. It's coming up later on at 6 o'clock, pretty much. Keep it locked right here. Uh, yeah, which I'm doing right now. The uh, is, is ACC really a field hockey? Like, I, Juggernaut, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, like I, I don't know. I just think, I guess, 
I don't know, for some reason, I think field hockey, like lacrosse, like I, I kind of blend them together. I think like Midwest, like Big Ten area, maybe. No, the ACC is really good at field hockey. Too. Is it? Okay. It's all very much Eastern Conference. Eastern is an coast, East, East Coast, Eastern coast thing. Okay. Yeah. Field hockey rank. I mean, Big Ten's very good at field hockey, too. Like Michigan's always the national powerhouse, but North Carolina's the number one team in the country. Okay. Virginia's number four. We're basically the top 15 has seven ACC teams. Yeah, that's you said that. I mean, that's. that's Insane, actually. So ACC is very good. Big Ten's very good. Ivy League's very good. Which that is, that some. I mean, other. I guess pretty the, much the same thing with lacrosse. Yeah, I would have guessed probably the same thing a little bit. Yeah, the North. Yeah, nothing. Nothing west of the Mississippi do they care about either of those sports. But yeah, wonder why? Because I mean, they can play lacrosse and 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 field hockey year round out out west and in the and in warmer weather areas. But it's a slow spread. I mean, those sports weren't popular here until fairly recently, like twenty years ago. I'd yeah. say. I mean, my first thing, thing of lacrosse, I think of American Pie. Okay. I mean, I was like, what, 18 when the movie came out? Yeah, it was like, like late 90s. Yeah, and you had the cry. I mean, that and just knowing it was on ESPN, like, the championship of the cross was on ESPN, like, once a year at a certain time. I don't even know when it, it occurs. But you'd always see James Hopkins versus, you know, Maryland or something like that. We have a, I don't know if, hold on, let me look up this area code. I'm very curious about we what's, got area code on a text? Yeah, what's happening right now. Are they saying bad things? Yes. Like mean? Yes. About me? So, I don't know. Okay, this is a 208 area code. 208. It, this is an Idaho area code. Someone's uh, very upset about your trash talking of Boise State. <laughs> it's like 20 years later. <laughs> At 447, they texted in, Boise State football is better than Louisville football, a better football team, and a better football program. Boise State football fans are better than Louisville football fans and Kentucky Wildcat fans. The stereotype about Kentucky is inbred people. Thank you for that. And then when I guess we didn't, you have the same stereotype, dude. Hate to tell you that when we didn't notice the the text, Kentucky football, Louisville, and Kentucky football suck. And then it was Kentucky football inbred and a word I can't say. And then it said Boise State is ranked above Louisville just now when I was doing the athletic rankings. This person is a an Idahoan who's aware of the show somehow and is very <laughs> mad <laughs> about the trash that you talked to Boise State fans 18, 18 years ago. Almost twenty, yeah, I mean eighteen years ago. I mean, you know, 18 years ago when Boise was still relevant. By the way, Boise State is not ahead of us in those rankings. Yeah, Boise State has been relevant since Peterson bounced on you, dude. That's an outright lie, Texter. Boise State is number 54 in these rankings. They are behind Louisville by a solid nine spot. I mean, Boise State was a cute little run. They, they were they were popular for, like, that little span. But, I mean, now they've been moved on and forgotten. A generation doesn't even know they exist. I forgot about them a little bit. Yeah. I mean, they have— I love Leon Rice, their basketball coach. I mean, they, they literally have not been irrelevant since Peterson left for Washington. They haven't been good. And then it's not as good. Yeah, or as good or even yeah. I mean, I can hey, I liked Chris Childs. He played basketball there. I like George Carl Jr. Or whatever his name is, Colby Carl. He played at Boise State. There you go. There's some basketball names for you. Congrats. Outside of that, I mean, hey, listen. Don't get mad at me, dude. I mean, I like potatoes. Does that help you feel better? Shout out to our fans in Boise. And yeah. our and our haters in Boise. We love both of you equally. You got a blue you got a blue you got a blue field. Granted the Eastern Washington Red one's kinda cooler looking, but you know, hey. Texas waxing, tummy tucks, hair products. What is this? The view. <laughs> I'm, I got way too much boomer in me to be the view. <laughs> I would have been thrown off by now. The guy who always texts in the herder George comments just says, "I don't even know if I should read this, but I'm going to." In the spirit of Halloween, who had the sluttier costume, George or Herd? Herd. I would like that. I, I think know. Herd would wear a sluttier costume than George in this time. I can see that. I, I yeah, I think you would. I could see George would be the guy that just shows up like as like a dressed as like a prisoner from like old school prisoner outfit. That, that's probably right. Yeah. 
Texas, it does kind of suck that we killed Wake Forest, and nationally the only reaction is, wow, Clemson really hasn't beaten any good teams then, huh? <laughs> I mean, we're going to beat Clemson, too. The reaction after the Clemson-Syracuse game a couple weeks ago that was so funny because it was so predictable. What every SEC hawk and every college football hawk was like, if Clemson were playing in the SEC, Georgia would beat them by a million points. I'm like, Syracuse was was undefeated and ranked. You may not be wrong, but it's a lazy narrative to have. Georgia also, who did Georgia have play a game against that was like way closer than it was supposed to be? And nobody like gave them any bleep. It wasn't Vanderbilt. It was somebody just like two weeks ago that they wasn't they, it Missouri. Missouri, they, they, I think, almost had yeah. a beat. Yeah, yeah, Missouri had it was up on them in the third quarter. I think Missouri. Yeah, they won that game twenty six to twenty two. Yeah, I mean Syracuse is way better than Missouri. I mean, it's just yeah. Sometimes bleep happens in a run. In, I mean. If Georgia plays Clemson ten times, they blow them out eight times, probably, maybe seven, maybe. Also, like but we you never know what's going to happen that one or two time. How many times do we have to do this with like these teams that are just that much better than Clemson? And then Clemson plays them in the, the playoff every year, and either Molly whops them or like the LSU it, year very be one exception. Yeah, the national championship game. That LSU team may be the best college football team in recent memory. Like, yeah, I mean they, they yeah, were incredible. They destroyed both everyone they played, so you just can't really take that into with a grain of salt. And even like last year, like it was a. Like that was the the worst Clemson team in a long time, and that Georgia game to start the season I think was like seven nothing, wasn't it? Like like Georgia did not throttle Clemson by any stretch of the imagination. Georgia Clemson just had zero offense. It was yeah ten to three was the final score of that game. So you know, I, I, come on, yeah. Why put me in a spot where I've got to take up for Clemson? I don't want to do it, but it's just, <laughs> it's it's very lazy. Texas Mike, have you ever dreamed about the possibilities if you had a producer who did actual producer stuff? Huh? You're doing. He is doing actual producer stuff right now. It's just for a different show while we're on. Well, it's for the station. (laughs) Hey, taste them. Producer of this show is like down the totem pole of like jobs on my description list. It is. Unfortunately, here. Well, no, I don't think it is. I think it's it's your main job. What producing the show? Yeah, it's one of them. I think it's the big one. Actually, keeping the station on on the air is kind of a little important. You don't really do that though. I mean, I also have to keep, you know, organize everything, get everything loaded each day and in order. You don't, well, that's not the whole station. You wake up at 2.30. Yeah, I do stuff at midnight. I don't, that's not the way it was laid out to me. <laughs> we have, yeah. They also, you want me going down the list of things that was laid out to you that didn't it come true? I don't think that. I think it's <laughs> Calvin's keeping the station afloat. <laughs> <laughs> that's our guy. That's who we call when things go wrong. Yeah, and when he calls me back six days later, he gets himself sad. Well, we have a lot of problems here. Texas, if you voted for nothing, it would register as votes for Democrats. Does that true? No. <laughs> They're stealing elections. Texas, the stereotype of people from Idaho is that they are white supremacists, so I'm not sure that that's better. I don't know. I thought, the, I mean, Idaho gets the same inbred slogans that we do, right? Idaho gets a lot of racist stuff. Really? Like, that's the whole thing where there's an old joke about when police officers got in trouble in California, like in the LAPD, like if you got caught doing racist stuff, like you're like, oh, okay, this we're about to move to Idaho. That was the whole thing. Really? I never thought, I never really considered Idaho racist. No. Yeah. I had a teacher from Idaho. Were they racist? No. He was kind of dumb, but he, I wouldn't say he's racist. <laughs> <laughs> he's because he used to tell us how he, like, his house was like on the border of Idaho and Montana or whatever. He like see. He'd go outside and look at Montana. That's cool. Yeah. Texas Jerks would dress up as a prisoner and her would dress up as prison Mike. <laughs> it's about right. I think it's an accurate description of the, the differences there. Yeah. Texas also shout out to U of L Men's Club Lacrosse. Should be top 10 going into the spring season. Shout out to U of L Men's Lacrosse. We love the, uh, the U of L Men's Lacrosse Club team here. I do too. Texas, six to nine months. Uh, nice reference, Mike. Yeah, that was 
I didn't mean to do that, but it worked. Uh, text says Mike after he gets the Urlacher hair treatment. That's the other thing. He sends in a picture of he just kind of looked me in the face a little bit there. It's, it's odd. Brian Urlacher in the face, just in this picture. But there are some like some of the hair transplants that happen. Like they don't look good. Like they, that'd be the other thing. If I'm going to spend all this money and go through all these surgeries, all this pain, I want to at least look like I have a normal head of hair. Would not... you at least? Would you rather wear a toupee? No, God no. I mean, what, I mean, what about like a like a George toupee? Like when George got the toupee, him and like Johnny Le- uh, uh, John Levitt they both looked. That looks pretty real. Again, I don't care enough about it. Like I, I would never go through that much effort to try to hide the fact that I'm bald. I mean, getting a toupee is a lot less effort than doing all the surgeries you're talking. Right, about. Right, but I still don't want to do it. It's just you know. I mean, you don't want to show any effort then. No, I don't. Okay. I don't. I don't care that much. Again, if it was like a pill, if it was like a, the bare minimum of effort, then I would probably do it. But I don't know. Putting on a toupee might be less effort than a pill, too. I guess the pill toupees you don't look take. bad. Yeah, but you, you take a pill once to pay you have to put on every day, and then you take it off, and it's just yeah. It's like, the, the, like I said, you have to look, if you got one though. Like when George put the toupee on, it looked pretty real. But then you'd have to wear it everywhere, and I would. That's I don't want to do that. And is it gonna come off in the pool? See, I don't. I, I would never wear a toupee. <laughs> Text that did Trevor just admit that he doesn't care about his job? I mean, I think we. <laughs> <laughs> I care. I think it's not the first time. Oh, come on. I care. This is a few years ago. Alabama had a team that some fans were saying could beat some NFL teams, and then Clemson beat them badly in their bowl game. Listen, I, people have short memories. I love when people talk about, like, oh, that Miami Hurricanes team would beat this team. No one said it best when Mike Gordon went to Alabama and said, listen, it ain't ever happening. I was on I was on Miami teams in the 80s that were loaded, and we said the same thing. I got to the NFL. There will never be a oh, college no. team that will ever beat the worst NFL team ever. Never going to happen. Same with basketball. It, it's no, not. No, no. In football, even more so. Like, there's, yeah. It, Who, there's no who's way. the best team in college football right now? What, uh, Georgia. Georgia. You put Georgia against the Lions. The Lions are winning that game 35-14. to 14. Oh, not, not, way more they than destroy that. destroy them. Yeah. They can name their score. Stetson Bennett would just be just humiliated. It's a different game. Yeah, it's not even close. Texas, do we think that that Idaho text came from a Petrino? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> we did talk about Plum. Well, no, he's no longer there anymore. But he might still be living there. <laughs> but I was de- no, that's not true because my fighting with Idaho fans was defending Petrino. He would want my back in this. Well, we talk about it. he maybe just knows that we talk about the show, him on the show probably more than any local station <laughs> besides us. Maybe it's just Dan Haskins that's actually listening. Because Paul Petrino now he's a he's a coordinator. He's at Central Michigan now. Okay. So probably not in Idaho right now. No, maybe but, it's but he ha- might have the phone number. Maybe it's Haskins. He's probably not doing anything. He's living back in Idaho, just chilling. Well, you can still have the area code attached to your phone number and not actually live there. True, that's a good point. I think it's Paul. Paul, sorry. Why are you why are you caving for Boise State fans though? <laughs> he still hates media. Texas says Big Josh for Jailer. Did you? Somebody sent me a picture. Oh, how'd that do? What, no, it, I mean it's not election day. Oh yeah, it's crap. Somebody sent me a picture of Big Josh himself. You did. Okay. Yes, on Twitter. Had I for, had I just just forgotten the fact that we we knew to vote for him, but we didn't know what he looked like. No, we'd never seen Big Josh. Okay. The, the whole thing was I went to that pumpkin patch with the kids in uh, like E Town. Yeah. Back in like late September, early October, and there were all these signs in these yards that just said Big Josh for Jailer. Okay. And I, I thought that was hilarious. I guess like, I assumed there was a picture involved. Maybe. No, no, just just signs that said Big Josh. Keep Big Josh for Jailer. And I thought. Big Josh is my guy. I love that sign. I love that he doesn't even need a last name. He's just Big Josh. And then I don't even know where this was. I got no explanation from the person who sent the picture in, but he just sent it to me and said, there's Big Josh. And it was he was at like a table 
it was clearly some like fundraiser event where candidates can come out. And he's he's wearing his he looks like the big boss man. He's got like a big boss man outfit. And <laughs> I was gonna ask you, was he really big? He's he's big, not just okay. clever name. He's, he's a big, large human being. He's got a table with candy on it, and then it says he's got the signs that say "Keep Big Josh Jailer, Harden County." There was a WCW wrestler named Big Josh who would later on become Doink, Doink the Clown. That's who put, the original Doink was a guy that he was a lumberjack in WCW, and he went by the name Big Josh. Well, he could have been a jail. Maybe this is the same guy. That guy's dead. Well, maybe. <laughs> it's clearly not the same guy. But Big Josh, now I'm like, you can see my Google see images him? too. Oh, okay. He's he, he's large. Bigger than me? Ah, about the same size, I'd say. All right. I should run for office. Maybe slightly smaller. What office shot would I run for? Jailer. I don't want to be jailer. Sergeant at Arms. That's my hypocrite. Uh, Sergeant. <laughs> Is that the name of a the the, the, the sidekick for He Man? No. Are you sure? I swear that was him. Pretty sure. Okay. Okay. Picture big. I'm not distracted by these big Josh pictures. He's out. He's everywhere. He's out. We well, can't be both distracted. I'm over here doing other work. You gotta, you gotta catch up with me. Come on. Texas U of L and Clemson three thirty on ESPN. Yes, uh, that will be that's the game time that was announced yesterday. For two weeks from now, Cards and Clemson three thirty kickoff ESPN. If we win this game this weekend, I think you're gonna have a lot of excitement around here for that one because. Clemson, I will be. It kind of looks like we're kind of the last. I hate to say big hurdle because I don't think we should be a big hurdle. They're probably going to be a double digit favorite in that game, but we're kind of the last hurdle on their schedule until the ACC championship game. Which I mean, I mean, are, are we as good as North Carolina? Maybe like we're probably right there. I mean, we're just kind of the opposite, of North Carolina. Yeah, if we're if we're playing the way that we played last week, then clearly we're just as good as UNC. But they've already played most of their tough games. They play well. They're at Notre Dame this weekend, which Notre Dame's playing a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Miami is in a complete tailspin. South Carolina is not very good. No, nope, no. Nope. Although they beat Kentucky, and then it's us. So like we're kind of. Like, I think. We're kind of the game that people are circling nationally and saying, like, I'm a little bit nervous for that one for Clemson, at least after last week. And, again, if we lose to James Madison on Saturday, all that changes. At least you mentioned we're the best team on that list. I mean, we might be. No, that's not – now, I'm not trying to – Notre Dame beat Syracuse pretty bad. I'm not acting like we're bragging that we're good. I'm just saying that just because the rest of the teams on that list suck that more than we do. Uh, He-Man's sidekick is apparently man-at-arms. Oh, crap. You're close. Yeah, he had the helmet. Takes this Trevor for County. Had the mustache. (laughs) <laughs> We've already established county clerk is not the job that you would you would, you would. Why would I want to be county clerk? It's a lot of work. Chance to run for mayor. Yeah. Like, not just my neighborhood, but like in the city. Sure. I think I'd be a good mayor. Texas UK fans are a mixed cocktail of pissed off and excuse making after Cal's video today. LMAO. What is the? the I, I have not seen the, the Cal's Cal video. video. I, um, you, you haven't seen it. There's no chance. I've well, seen I knew. It. Yeah, I'm not expecting you to know it. I. <laughs> One day I want you to expect me to know it. When, at what point in doing this show with me did you lose the expectations of me knowing something? I never had them. I mean, you had to, like, in the beginning of the show think that, oh, he, had, he probably watched that earlier today. Like, how long did it take before you were, like, you just gave up, like, assuming that I'd seen something earlier in the day? When I found out that you woke up, like, 30 minutes before the show started. <laughs> it's kind of hard to see anything if you're asleep, so. Not necessarily true. Uh I, I just I, I can't obviously watch this while we're on there. I've seen people complaining about this video, but we'll see what happens. I, I'll watch it during the break and see what's going on. Is it him talking about KSR? I don't know what's going on. This is, <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm really interested. At basketball school, football school debate, I don't know what's going on. Terrence, I'm from Elizabethtown, and I have a lot of family there. 
I still must have seen a thousand Big Josh for Jailer signs, and he's actually a friend of my uncle. He definitely fits the description. I love this guy. Nice. He's my favorite politician now. Texas, I agree that no college team is beating an NFL team. The worst player on the worst NFL team is still an NFL player. Also, UK fans I know were saying that NFL, that Alabama could beat an NFL team that year. No. I, it's I mean, a ridiculous argument. It's stupid, yeah. It, that goes, just like you said, it goes for both basketball and football. We did it with the, the UK team was undefeated in 2015. And it was a ridiculous argument then. And it would have been ridiculous if it was Duke or anybody else. Like people I think some people tried to do it with the Zion team and it was still so dumb. Like it's just it would never, ever in a million years happen. The the one of the funnier moments I had remember thinking about was uh this is, it was it was in two thousand during the when Miami had that loaded team. And that team was loaded. They're so good. Guess what? They still weren't beating the worst team in the NFL then. And they that was that was with a buddy of mine who's a big Bengals fan. Bengals were the worst team in football at that point. Other than the Browns, maybe who were an expansion team, and the the, the NFL, we had like we were in a fantasy draft, and you had a, had a magazine pre-internet days, and the defensive list on the magazine had Miami listed ahead of Cincinnati and Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> and just I don't, I mean, they just did that just as a joke, but it was so like randomly thrown in there. And I was when I'm sitting there looking at defense, I'm like, oh, go defense. And I'm looking down, I see that, and I'm just making fun of my buddy. I'm like, this is actually really good. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Um, I tell you what, let's take, our, let's take our last break. We'll come back. We'll we'll take some text. We'll we'll react to this Calipari video because now I'm seeing what it's saying, and it is it is kind of interesting. He's kind of copying off Kenny Payne again, which who wouldn't want to right now? Is he? I always is he. He loves. Is just, he nothing original about him? He wants to be a little. I mean, his entire career is basically ripping off one to be Patino anyway. Before we get to this break, though, reminding you, First Makers Trust offers a holistic approach to investing and asset allocation advice which while focusing on rising dividends and strategy for their clients, they're going to work with each client individually to help them all meet their financial goals, not just some of their financial goals. You know what we're talking about. Firstbankerstrust.com for wealth management, for business needs, for John Calipari videos, for tummy tucks. Everything's going to start with one word, trust. First Bankers Trust. We love our guys over at First Bankers Trust. Visit them online at firstbankerstrust.com. We'll take a break. We'll come back. More of your text, and we'll wrap the show at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 The Big X. Stay here. Can't stay here. Who do you want to take you home? I know who I want to take me home. Welcome back in. Final segment here of the Tuesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show. God, it is getting dark too early. Were you working at a place when the song came out that you would play this song? Like, it's a, it's 
No, nah, I was like, I was young. I was, oh, yeah. I was working at uh, Joe Muggs at the time, and we would play this song. I do. It, it, would, it's played at every bar I was ever at in like my early twenties. At the end of the night. See, by then I was working at bar. We would play rehab bartender. Like when I worked at Lone Star bartending, that's that, that's what we play when we close up. Do you remember? If you don't know if you know that song or not. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, hey bartender, been a long time. It's, it sounds it's, great. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a jam. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Anyways. I suppose you haven't heard that. That was popular amongst the kids. No, nah, I, don't, I don't know that. I, mean, I may have heard it and just not being able to recognize it through your <laughs> rousing rendition. <laughs> I probably need to hear the real version to, to get a taste. I watched the John Calipari video during the, during the break there, and he's doing – this is classic Cal. I, well, did, I did not watch it. Well, he's doing it. We, we, nobody expected you to. <laughs> That's classic Trevor. Once again, this is TK being TK. He's setting the bar intentionally low for his team. He, he oh, comes wow. out and he's basically like, I like the pieces. We got the National Player of the Year back. We got some other guys back. I think we're great. I'm just letting you know, for me and for you, it may not look great early on. Like November, December, he's basically saying like we may lose some games. We're playing a tough non-conference schedule. We may look a little bit shaky. I didn't see it or really read up on any of their because they played an exhibition game the night that we lost on Sunday. They won fifty six thirty eight, which by the way, KR- I heard it didn't look great. KRC is like uh, with the dub. I'm like, it's not a dub. To win by twenty is a dub, you morons. Well, a dub is just a no. Win. A dub is winning by twenty. No, it's not. Yes, it is. If you're going to rip off other uh, generations before you slang, at least get it right. It's, a dub is it stands for W. It's a win. No, a dub is, didn't put a W. A, a dub someone is winning by twenty. No, it's not. It was already established. No, it was. Move on. You're wrong. No, I'm right. No, you're not. <laughs> Just because you were wrong. <laughs> dub stands for W. It means win. Doesn't matter if, how many points no, the game. No, it's by. winning by twenty. If you dub somebody, you win by twenty. No, you no no you're not. Yes. No. Uh, anyways, they did not look great. In their exhibition game, it clearly looked way better than us. And I guess this is what Calipari is reacting to. I, I just he does I, this every year. He does do this every year, and also like he knows his audience. He knows who he's talking yeah. to. He knows that the, you know Joe Cat fan out there isn't because you put this video out going to suddenly be like, you know what? I was pissed off. I was going to get pissed off about the loss in the Champions Classic, but because Cal gave that disclaimer on November first, he warned me. I'm good. I'm now I'm going to be patient and rational and just let's just see how the season plays out. Like, oh no 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 no, that's not how you're gonna. No, Joe the Joe the cat fan gets triggered by this. He's like, how what does he mean we're gonna suck? He's full. Of, we better not suck. We've got all this talent. He sucks with it. We're gonna. He's out of here. Well, that's that's what I'm kind of saying. Switch man to man. That's what I'm kind of saying. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm saying like I don't know who Cal thinks he's talking to. Like nobody's going to have the stance that I just gave. They're all going to be. It's UK's fan base. You've been dealing with these guys for 15 yeah, years. Yeah, they now. get triggered more than apparently Boise does. Yeah, you, you know exactly <laughs> how they're going to react. If you lose a game in November, they're going to flip out. It's the same fan base that was predicting 40 and 0 in, in the summer before a season a few years ago. Like this is this is who they are, and the fact that he still tries to do this, it's adorable that he's trying to put that out there. I mean, Kenny Payne can do it, and. He's got the data to back that up. Nobody has Louisville in the top twenty-five anywhere. They're picked fourth to last in their own conference. Like you can say, this may take a while. This may be a learning process. This is going to look a little bit ugly early on, and that's very easy to buy. UK is top five in every preseason ranking that I've seen. They're number two, I believe, in the actual uh, polls. They're number one on Ken Palm. Nobody has diminished expectations for this UK team. They were a two seed last year. I know it ended poorly with the loss to St. Peter's. They were very good last year. They returned the best player from that team, the best team player in the country. 
and a couple of the other leading scorers, and they bring in yet another loaded recruiting class. Like you can keep selling that, you can keep trying. Nobody's gonna buy it. Stop. You're embarrassing yourself. He loves trying to sell it though, doesn't he? He really does. It's just, he does it every year. He does. Um, Texas says, but he gets that from the Patino because, like I said, he's cows always wanted to be Patino. Texas says, is TK thinking of drub, not dub? No dub. Texas Trevor, I love you, but dub is a win. I'd follow you into a pigeonhole, but you're wrong here. <laughs> no, I'm not. Texas says dub equals win, drub equals win by a lot. I think he means drub. No, drubbing is something completely different. You get dubbed, you get you get you're down by you lose twenty, you pass the sticks. Texas, oh my god, Trevor, a dub means a W, not winning by twenty. How does that even make any sense? How does it make sense? I don't know. That's just how it works. I've always I've been that's been said for over twenty. I was in my teens when we were saying that. Texas, no dub stands for O W. It's a win. Keep KRC at your mouth, Trev. <laughs> Texas, where I come from, a dub is a win. Period, Trevor. Well, Texas, I mean, dub stands for W, like Buffalo Wild Wings. B dub. I get. I get. Listen, I'll, I get. I get. Ladies and gentlemen, you want to you want to take the side because you don't want to realize you look dumb by saying it was saying it wrong. But the truth is, the original saying you get dubbed, you got lost by twenty. That was where it originally based from. If it got transitioned with something else by by another another group of kids afterwards, and that's fine. I mean, people reuse uh, slang all the time. But that's not is Trevor saying. mixing this up with weed slang, where a dub is a twenty sack? You know, that might be it. A dub is twenty dollars worth of weed. Yeah, that is. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now you point that out. That could be where my mind was at. I stand corrected. I apologize. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, my God. Takes I'm a couple years older than Trevor. Dub has always met win. No, I guess you're right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's why I thought that was a twin. Okay. That yeah. was one of the best moments in show history. But maybe, but that also explains why we would, but when you get, when you get a dubbing, that's, that's, you know, like, well, yeah, we were a bunch of potheads in high school. <laughs> Texas rehab bartender is a damn great song. Trevor just did it horrible justice though. I did do bad. I, did, I butchered it, man. It's a good song. That was like the go-to song we played to. That was like our closing song, though. Texas, how much do you think Cal secretly loves Mark Stoops getting his ass kicked by Tennessee? Oh, he liked it. Oh, he enjoyed it. There's no doubt in my mind. Mark Stoops liked getting his ass kicked? No, Cal Perry. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't have any doubt that Cal and Stoops are secretly rooting against one another at this point. Oh, yeah, secretly, definitely, yeah. Stoops wants Cal to have a worse I mean, they're, they're borderline doing it somewhat publicly in a way, but I mean. <laughs> I, there's zero doubt in my mind. Texas, my best friend from here lived in Idaho about five years ago, and your Boise texture uh, tells us exactly what he said about them. They think they are all that when they are actually just a small potatoes. Wink, wink. What do you expect from a team playing on the Smurf field? Uh, I like the Smurf field. I'm not going to. I do like the Smurf field. I do like the red ones. I like Easter Washington's better, but I just prefer red over blue. That's a preference of my own personal. But the, uh, yeah, I've always loved the Smurf field. I have to. And I don't know why he's getting mad at me. I mean, I would. Take it sensitive. I actually had no problem with Boise State for long. He got really mad. He was he very did. upset. He took it really took it sensitively. I didn't think we were really that mean to Boise. I mean, I was mean to him back then, but I was 24 year olds and drunk. You're telling I mean, a story yeah. about you. You kind of put the blame on yourself. Trust me. I hate to tell you something. Your fans weren't much like, you know, sugar and cookies. And and I was the, I was the one saying I heard Boise State fans were really nice. And he Didn't still, he say that about Clemson fans, too? When, you, when you're not a threat, yeah. Okay. So... Texas, my God, that texture speak. We found a texture that speaks Trevor. We did. No one to figure out. You still called a dubbing though when I was a kid. Like I said, when I was younger, if you if you if you were down twenty, you got dubbed and you were off. You were handing over the sticks on the game. Because that, of course, you know we. I grew up in a generation where we don't like get excited to watch people play video games. We actually want to play them. 
Takes us back to the diet conversation. For the love of God, do not let Trevor eat a salad now. We finally strung three wins together. We don't need to mess with anything now. <laughs> like the people are putting your own personal health behind the well-being of the football team. I'm, they're not alone. I'll do it too. <laughs> what's, what's life worth living if I can't have my football team doing well? I, I don't, I mean, what, what are you going? Oh, you're going to be healthy. You're going to be here forever, but your team will suck. But that's no way to live. No way to go through life. I, I, I'll take five years of successful football than 10 years of bad football and an extra five years of living. Quite a statement. <laughs> what can I say, man? Texas, I no longer think that the coach from those cheese commercials is a good fit at Louisville. He's known for play, paying the defense no mind, and Brian Brown has turned Louisville into the Mount Olympus of college football defense. It's just water and oil. That's a good text. I like the text. I get lost, me. I lost. Got it's fine. He's, I got distracted reading uh, just a, a, a tweet where uh, Britt Reed, the, the son of uh, Andy Reed, is, was sentenced to three years in prison. For what? What do you do? The DUI, DUI felony DUI from two thousand one. Oh jeez, or twenty twenty one. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Back in the that. playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of bad news, I don't know if you saw this. Where Adam Zimmerman, the son of I Mike saw. Zimmerman, passed away just weirdly out of nowhere. Thirty eight. Yeah, that's. I'm interested to see what what the story behind that is. It's there were a, a bunch of people died today. They that take off from um, the Migos, the rap group. I saw that. I saw Migos something. Yeah, trending. And then Julie Powell, who wrote the book uh, Julie and Julia. I'm not familiar with that. It was the Meryl Streep one. I see Julia Powell trending, so yeah. She died at 49. Uh, she just had COVID recently and had been tweeting about it a bunch, and then I think had her husband said she had cardiac arrest. I mean, I know this is the coming threes, but I mean, all in like the same hour. I know. It's been a wild day. November. Leave us alone. Let's go back to October. Andy Reid should adopt me. I mean, he, I mean he's I mean, I'm no, I'm as good as all the other kids he has. I didn't realize he had a bunch of kids. Oh, he's got like nine. That's really. Yeah, the one. Well, the one OD'd in training camp a few years ago with the Eagles, which led to him what's having the bad year, and then the Brit obviously not going to prison. Yeah, I guess. I guess uh, I, I didn't know this. I don't know all about Mormons, but I guess condoms is not one thing they they, they share. Mm. <laughs> he's got like nine kids. He's Mormon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Texas, I'm being greedy, so I've got two questions. One, if Satterfield goes three and one, will Trevor eat a good tasting but unhealthy unhealthy salad? No, but I'll give him an extension. Well, you don't, you don't have that power. <laughs> I think it's worth more than that. Don't underestimate my power, by the way. You don't have. You can't <laughs> sign off on that. Oh no, I'm signing off on it. <laughs> you can give it your vote of confidence. You can't make that happen, though. I don't think you. Don't think you. You're under, I don't think you understand how much what I have can do. Question two: Can you fit the hacksaw Jim Duggan theme in one day? Can I? The, the what? He wants you to play the hacksaw Jim Duggan theme on the show one time. Oh, uh, we can make that happen. Yeah, I'll do. It. I haven't had a wrestling day in a while. I could do that. Yeah. Texas Scott. Oh, Texas says Scott should let Trevor go up in the box during games, wear a headset, and just let him smoke. Let it leak to ESPN that he's our secret weapon. <laughs> I wouldn't notice. It Imagine anyway. ESPN just like putting the camera on the booth and being like, Who's "This gentleman <laughs> ripping heaters in the booth, sweatpants, t-shirt." We're told that he's been calling the defense for the last three weeks. Yep. Was, coughing everywhere. You got a big Arby's cup. <laughs> Texas, if you don't have a purple parking pass, you can pull in the very back and pay with cash or card. $40 is robbery. $40 I didn't is outrageous. Realize $40 is bad. I mean, parking should be no more than $10, right? 15 at the most. Agreed. What do they charge for the East? What's the um, parking garage right next to the M Center now go for? I think it's like 15 Is it 15 Because I remember when the M Center first opened, it was like 5 what a great deal that was! It was great. that was that was something I admit, I admit I was way wrong. I remember when they when the Yum came up, I thought, man, 
You think Circle Road is just a nightmare to get out of? It's going to be hell to get out of there. It never. It hasn't really been that bad. And, and right from the beginning, like park. If you got good it's parking, it's not terrible. Yeah, it's it's way better than I ever thought it would be. Terry says, is TK going to try the Diablo sandwich from Arby's? Also, I think they should be offering a deal for the lower horseshoe seats to try and fill those as well. The view from the flight deck is just terrible. It, it's not good. The Diablo, did they put a sauce on that? I would be willing to bet yes, just based on the name alone. Then I'd get it without the sauce, but I'm, I, I, have, I have been intrigued on in trying it. Texas, anytime someone says, someone with a team says that, quote, it's time for the fans to do their job, I just roll my eyes. It's your fault that attendance is bad. That's not always true. It does sometimes go hand in hand, though. I mean, it's it's fair to say like if this, if this team had won every game so far this season, the attendance on Saturday for the Wake Forest game would have been much better than it was. But that's just it's it's a little bit unreasonable. Not every team is going to win every game. I, I again, I see where U of L is coming from. I do think it's a futile effort. I don't blame I don't blame any fan who says uh, on a Saturday afternoon. If you've got stuff going on before or after the game, like I, I don't want to pay all this money to have my entire Saturday de- dedicated to this. Like I, I understand people have families, people have to do what they got to do. But if you're in your twenties, don't give me that excuse. I'm with you there. I mean, if, if, you, if you're if you're over thirty, then 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 yeah, we can we can talk. I mean, I went to if you're over forty, we can definitely talk. But if you're if you're in your twenties. Dude, go to the game. Well, you didn't go to every game in your twenties. Went to a lot of games in my twenties. You didn't go. You haven't been to a game since '06. The last game I went to was... 07. Uh, no, home game? Yeah. It was the... Uh, I mean, it was, it was... It was... Well, as a fan, though. Yeah. Was, you but I was, in, I was in my late 20s by then, early 30s. Yeah. Still, but you don't have I know you forget how old I am, I know. You don't have an excuse, though. I went to a lot of games in my 20s. I traveled in a lot of... I went to several travel... But you live games. a 20s life in your 30s yeah. and 40s. <laughs> you could go to games if you wanted to. I could, but I'm too lazy now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so it's a weird call out of the fan base there. I'm just saying, if you're in your 20s, there's no excuse. You should be going to games. And I did. I went to all kinds of games in my, all the way through my 20s. But you could have kept going to your 30s. And I, I, w- I did go to a certain degree in my 30s. I went to the, I went, I followed, I went to all the tournament games and basketball in my 30s. As a media member. Well, technically, because I got free. <laughs> got it for free. Exactly. But I was, because I was working. Okay. <laughs> Texas says, "I do as I preach. Don't don't challenge me on this one. I may have gotten I may have gotten the price of a bag of weed mixed up with what you call a win, but I'm not. I, this one I'm good on. I don't think you are. <laughs> no, I did get that mixed up. Well, I know, I know you did. <laughs> Texas, if James Madison is wearing purple jerseys, doesn't that mean we will be wearing white jerseys at home? Hashtag Whiteout JMU. LOL. I guess we can still wear black and they wear purple, right? We could. What, I, what shade of purple are we talking about? I it's it's pretty. The jerseys they showed were purple uh, shirts and white pants. My guess is we're probably wearing white tops. I would think white or red. We can wear white with red with purple. I saw a great video. We got to play it on on the air at some point. This the one that Patrick sent us about the dude, the JMU bro. Oh, I didn't watch. He's talking about. I saw it, but I didn't get a chance to click on it. Yet. Wearing his hat floating backwards instead of pulling pulling it all the way down. Actually, I don't know if we can play it because the word at the end, but we'll... I have to test it. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I'd have to run it by you. I'm not sure if that word's appropriate, but if not, we can put it on the show, on the, on the website. Uh, Texas, I'm guessing that the administration is asking fans to show up in numbers at the football games. On one hand, the fan base has been beat to hell the last six years, but the football team seems to be finally putting their part of the deal on the table, and we should try to have butts and seats. Here's to hoping a win over JMU and an insane win over Clemson and then have a good environment against NC State that is as insane as it's been since Scott's first game against Notre Dame. 
You you beat you beat Clemson. You win the next two, and there's you're, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna teeter with a sellout for for NC State. I think. I don't think it would get that big, but you. It also depends on what NC State does, but I think it's sure. gonna. I think it's. You'd be close to maybe 48, 49, 50k. I think you'll still be what, what well. Was, what was well the original? What would have been an original sellout? 52? 55. I think you'd be close to. What's what are we up to now? Seventy? What do we 60. hold? So we added only five thousand seats. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think we'd be close to fifty. I think we could do fifty if we win, win the next two games and go in. Especially if NC State's still a top twenty-five team. Got to remember though, Louisville fans don't like the cold games. I mean, we were we had already we were playing for the Orange Bowl against UConn in an eleven one season in '06, and we had thirty-eight thousand people there. When was UConn though? I mean, NC State is is good, but they don't exactly move the needle like Clemson. No, that's true. If it was Clemson, we would have a better chance. But I'm saying coming off of Clemson win, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I think the number would probably be high. I guess high, the, I guess I the weather get... would be a description, too. I mean, we don't know. It doesn't have to. It might not be cold that day. I don't think it would get to 50, but. You're right. If it's cold, though, that is that, yeah, as a deterrent. We don't like the cold here. We don't. We don't. Texas says, uh, Scott D's long, Scott's D, long interceptions, hard hitting, players flying everywhere. Oh, yeah. That's D's all about getting on the getting on getting on those balls. Texas hot sets D take. Love it. Uh the greatest trick the de- the devil ever pulled was to convince the world that he didn't exist. Sat was purposely tanking the defense so that he could look like a genius for letting them loose. Well played, Scott. Well I do kind with, of well played with the Kaiser Sose reference. I love the QAnon, the, the Luanon stuff that's happening right now with Scott's D. Where people are it's becoming more of a real thing. People are starting to buy into it. And I like the I like the conspiracy theory. It's not a conspiracy. It is what that is what it is. It's, Scott's been playing the long game all for four years. He just got tired of. He's like, listen, I can coach defense. I know. I, I know how to stop an offense. I've been showing our offense how to stop itself for <laughs> three years now. I'm going to show you how to do it. I'm going to defense. Multiple people are saying that we're wearing those gray uniforms that they teased before the season. Those the Ville uniforms. Do I remember those? I don't know. I think we both didn't like. I know I didn't like them. Okay. I, well, I'm, at the same time, I don't really care. The kids, I'm giving. I, no, I'm you have to you. say it. If the kids like him and the recruits yeah. like him, that's all that matters. Now, do, do you want my opinion? Do I like it? Probably not. I they think look it, weird. I think it looks probably stupid. But you know what? I, as again, I think back to you know when I was in in the early '90s and I'm looking at this, the the color schemes and the brightness that I thought was cool and hyper color. You know, people 20 years more older than me that are you know probably thought we looked stupid too. Yeah, that's the way in it hindsight, works. we did look stupid. Yeah. And one day you kids are going to look back at these jerseys that you were wearing and you're going to realize you're gonna how stupid you, look stupid you looked. That's the way it works. Yeah. That's how time, that's how time works. Uh, Texas, if we beat Clemson, I will deliver Arby's to the station for Trevor. Ooh, don't, 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 I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that, dude. You might, you might put your money where your mouth is. Texas, did you all watch Jack Harlow on SNL? That first skit uh, was, that he was in was like about a couple getting married at the Lexington Baptist Church. Oh, it was so bad. It was a bad skit. That, I, I fast forwarded to the end of it. They, I could not take it anymore. I was like, it was that was just not funny. And they not, had the skits out of order because you typically lead with your best foot, and they had some stuff that I thought was funny later in the show. I was like, I think they reversed the order that they should have done these skits in because the first one was his monologue was bad. I'll it was, say it was not good, and yeah. I thought the first skit was bad too. And then it, I was like, this, this could be really rough. And then there this, were a couple like legit laugh out loud skits a couple of times. I was like, you should have led with this. The commercials he did too weren't very funny leading into the pre-tape it. stuff. Where yeah, he, they were they the did a Louisville joke where he's saying how they say Louisville and. And then, yeah. And oh, you mean the teaser? The stuff teaser before. stuff that was coming on, yeah. Because yeah. I would, I would see because I was watching. Uh, I like that college bowl show, that trivia show. It was a fun show to watch. Uh, Georgia won it, by the way. Spoiler alert. Nice. 
Um, but so they were showing previews on it for that when I was watching it. And that's, yeah, I, now I only watched, I, I fast, I've watched about half of that Lexington skip and it, it just, I couldn't take it anymore. I had to fast forward through the rest of it. And I did laugh, like I said, chuckled a few times at the Halloween skit. Even though I didn't laugh at Harlow's part because it wasn't very funny. Where he was the, the co-ed guy and I dressed as a tampon or something. Oh, the, he's this, the frat bro. Yeah, that wasn't very funny. But, There's some good moments there. But after that, I just kind of, I think I gave up on the whole episode after after those two those two skits. I was like, I'm kind of done. This there was a good one later where he was in the focus group. I thought it was funny. but Or the, I, the Alcoholics Anonymous. I could Oh, no, that actually was yeah, good. Was Who was he one. in that? He was the guy who was talking the whole time. About, oh, was he really? About his plan for the props the, to Harlow because that movie. was okay. That was funny. Yeah, yeah the luggage. Yeah, it ended kind of dumb, but the the uh, that was a good one. Because the way he slips in, I got drunk last night. Said, By the way, I'm drinking. <laughs> yeah, I'm drinking again. I thought that was yeah. <laughs> that did okay. It was after that skit that I think I fast. I gave up on yeah. it. Then. Yeah, that was the one they should have led with. Yeah, I agree. That was kind of funny. All right, TK tonight. Guess what's back. Maction is back. Oh, baby, I love me some hot Maction. Tuesday night college football. Woo. We got on ESPNU Ball State versus Kent State. <laughs> 7.30 on ESPN2 <laughs> is the bigger, better game. Buffalo 4-0 in the MAC. They're on the road taking on Ohio, who is 3-1 in the MAC. 7.30 kickoff on ESPN2 in Athens, Ohio. TK, who you got? Frank Solich still coaching the Ohio team. He's not. Okay. I feel like he's going to be there forever, though. He left. Um... Part of me wishes I'd listen to what you said before you told me the matchup. But I'm going Buffalo regardless. I got Buffalo, too. They're a two-and-a-half-point road favorite, 4-0 in the MAC. I think they're the best team in the league. They get it done over a game Ohio squad. Yeah, Maxim, baby. Enjoy the Maxim tonight. Everyone have a fantastic Tuesday. We'll be better tomorrow. Check us out, 3 o'clock, right back here. So. <laughs> want to take me home.